We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sale has a higher K prop, and it's just a better pitcher, and he has a slightly better matchup, in my opinion, here. Cleveland is not as good of a hitting team as Boston is, in my opinion, and Sale is a better pitcher. This one was a tough one, but I'm rolling with Sale. Next up, we got Martinez versus Betts here. Total fantasy points. Martinez getting the tiebreaker, and that's enough for me to take Martinez. These guys are essentially the same hitter, very different styles, but essentially they're just as good as each other here. So I'm rolling with Martinez. Both of them have a tough matchup, going to be hard to get points. So I'm taking in a low-scoring game against an elite pitcher, the guy with the tiebreaker. Next up, Lindor versus Ramirez. Same thing, except Lindor is the better hitter right now. So I'm taking Lindor. Lindor has the tiebreaker. They're in the exact same matchup here. They're both about as good versus lefties. So I'm rolling with Lindor and the tiebreaker moving on. All right, next up, we have my second prop here. It's a two out three over under in that same Cleveland game. All right, so we have Clevenger over under 7.5 Ks. Currently, Vegas has been pegged at 7.5 Ks, but Juice is heavy on the under. So I'm taking Clevenger. Boston is not a huge strikeout team. Clevenger may have a ton of strikeout stuff. Very easily could get over here, but the likely odds are that it's going to be under 7.5. I think he ends up around seven in this tough strikeout matchup. Next up, Sale over under 7.5 Ks. Same thing with Clevenger, except for Sale has a minus 150 juice on the over here. He's more than likely going to hit it. Dude has ridiculous strikeout stuff. Cleveland isn't a huge strikeout lineup, but they will have one or two high strikeout bats that Sale's just going to strike out every time through the lineup. So I'm rolling with the over here. Next up, JD over under 1.5 total bases here. He's currently pegged for minus 300 to get a hit and plus 400 to get a home run. I think he gets a hit. I think he gets a double. I think there's a chance at two hits. I think he hits the over here pretty darn easily. So I'm rolling with the over. Next up, we have my third prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Dodgers game. All right, so this one's easy. Yamamoto is not as good as his numbers would suggest. He's going up against a very tough Dodgers team here, and he walks a lot of guys, gives up a lot of fly balls, gives up a lot of power. That's not a good mix going up against the Dodgers especially considering half the guys in the lineup are near elite or elite players with the platoon split. A lot of good lefties in here. Not going to fare well with Yamamoto. May on the other side is a very good pitcher so far into his career. Still early. Doesn't matter if he was an average pitcher. He's still going up against an absolutely terrible Marlins lineup here. They only have a three implied total. Dodgers have a five implied total. May's getting the tiebreaker. You go with May. Next up, Muncie versus Jock Jams here. Guys, 
Muncie is the better player. Muncie's the better hitter right now. Jock Jam's only batting around 230 on the season here. Muncie has just as much power as Jock Jam. Jock Jam's has a decent chance of getting pinch hit for, and Muncie's getting tiebreaker. You take Muncie. Next up, Bellinger versus Turner. Belly's the better hitter by a wide margin here. We all know that Belly's in consideration for the MVP. Belly has the platoon split. Turner does not. Belly's getting the tiebreaker. Everything is in Bellinger's corner here. You go with him and you just move on. All right, next up, we got my fourth prop. Before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. Let you know exactly when these videos come out so you can throw these props in and let the money roll in and leave any of your favorite props or any questions you got in the YouTube chat and I'll try and get to them as soon as I can. But let's get to my fourth prop here. It's a two out of three over under in the Dodgers. All right, so we have May over under 5.5 Ks. Currently don't have a prop out there because of the Kershaw cut, but he is going up against Miami. He did just have seven strikeouts in his last matchup. Above strike average strikeout pitcher in the majors so far and in the minors. So I'm rolling with the over going up against an absolutely horrible Miami team that now strikes out at a pretty darn decent margin here. Over 5.5, it's easy for me. Next up, Yamamoto currently pegged for 5.5 with a little bit of juice on the under here. So I'm rolling with the over of 4.5. That's a little bit too low for me. He's probably going to get five strikeouts. He's still a 25% K rate guy. Going up against a tough Dodgers team, but there is some strikeouts in it. And on top of that, even if he does get blown up, he can still get a lot of strikeouts. So I'm rolling with the over. Last up, we have Jock Jam. Over under 1.5 hits slash blocks. Yamamoto may be a little bit wild, but there's a decent chance that Jock Jam's gets hit, hit for, and he's still only batting 230 on the season. He can strike out a decent rate, decent chance he doesn't end up with four at-bats here. So 1.5 is a little bit too much to ask for here. Just roll with the under and move on. All right, guys, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed the video. We'll be back again later on this week giving you some more props. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Best Ball MLB All Things Coverage Show here on Rotor Grinders today. I'm Britt Devine uh, here with Grant Niefer, a.k.a. Turd Ferguson. Uh, we can't talk about what we were talking about pre-show, Grant, but I have a feeling it's going to be a fun show. I believe so, too. Yes, we got into some interesting subjects. Educated you on things you were previously uneducated. <laughs> Yes, uh, granted, we will not talk about them on air because <laughs> we we got a lot big baseball slate. We've got some best ball and a, and a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. So uh, first things first, if you want to play along on the show on draft first, download it from the Apple or Android store. If you don't have a draft account, use promo code. Uh, I think it's grinders when you sign up. Devin, tell me if that's wrong. Uh, it will get you. You'll get a little uh, kind of gimme or something like that. It's like a three dollar ticket um, when you sign up. But you have to follow me or the other hosts here to be able to play on the show. So what you got to do, bottom right corner of your draft app, the profile button. The top right, there's an add button. Click that and you will see Britt Divine. That's me. And you'll follow me and you'll be able to get some updates as we progress through the show. Um, so I want to talk about, what do we got? The best ball kit, right, Grant? Uh, so best ball, it's all the rage on draft. Uh, they have that big championship, 25 bucks, a million dollars the first, three and a half million dollars tournament. If you want to get a shot at that, we have our best bucket. It's $39.99. With it, you get a $25 entry. So in theory, it only costs you $14.99. It's updated constantly with all kinds of news, analysis. If a player gets hurt within like two hours, it seems like Roto Grinders has something ready to go for, along with a plethora of additional information on how to best construct your teams. Uh, so go check that out if you want some information on how to get into the best ball championship uh, at a little bit of a reduced rate and come uh, come armed to the teeth with the uh, the necessary information, Grant, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about Taco Bell and chat. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that real quick. Uh, how, so in under 30 seconds, how did you end up ordering $50 worth of Taco Bell delivery? There were four of us there, and I just started clicking buttons. That's it? Yeah. I, I was under the assumption it was just for you because I was gonna, I was going to give you a round of applause if that was just for you. No, I have done that before. <laughs> Sometimes when I get and if I'm drunk and not driving, going through the drive-through, someone's taking me through, and I don't know what to get, so I just start naming things on the menu, and pretty soon I'm at fifty dollars. I'm like, well, I may have fudged up here, but now, now I have everything I could possibly want, and I'll throw it in the fridge and be like, I'll eat this tomorrow. Sober Grant will want this. And then hungover Grant does not want that. Oh, I always want to give me, say, hey, mail me uh, Priority Express. Email me the Taco Bell. I'll eat you, my man. Email you the Taco Bell? Yeah, well, ma yeah mail. Send it in the, the snail mail overnight. I'll, I'll get it in the morning. Well, it's still good to me. I'm pretty sure that would cost about as much. <laughs> uh, all right. Enough Taco Bell talk. Let's get into this. We're going to do a couple of baseball, and then we're going to do some NFL to close this out. So an interesting baseball slate. I'm going to make these. Uh, here, we'll do a regular standard one, and we'll go up to 10. We'll do it for a buck first. I'll give you some of the tips and tricks. I've been doing these uh, today. You ready, Grant? Yep. All right. So let's talk some pitching on the slate to start off. There's, I mean, we had the ace in Clayton Kershaw. He's now gone, and, and May has taken the spot there. We've got a couple other guys. Uh, we've got, uh, who's the Detroit pitcher? Uh, Matt Boyd's pitching. There's a couple other guys up towards the top. Uh, on draft, I think there's enough pitchers overall where I haven't really been taking them too early. I'm focusing on the bats, a lot of big totals today. So how do you think you're going to end up going about this? I mean, why would you take a pitcher? You wait for the 10th best pitcher, and you get Brandon McKay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, it's only 
not a big drop off unless you like you go for a pitcher when Domingo's on the board, let's say. Like when Domingo's about to go off the board, that's when you pounce. Because Lynn, Boyd, Sale, Clevenger are clearly better, but not that much better in comparison to the bats. With so many good pitching spots on the slate, there's not a whole lot of bats on the slate. So we have to prioritize those bats in the good games, the good spots uh, over in Colorado or the Houston bats or Yankees bats. The weather is all right. Like there's a lot of good spots. Oh, Houston's not on the slate. No, not, not, well, it's not on this one. It was on uh, DraftKings earlier in the day, but DraftKings removed the Astros late game. So if you have some sort of a dummy lineup for those and make sure to get them out of there, they kind of removed them. I was so excited. I made a Kershaw Cole lineup last night, mm-hmm. and now it's worthless. You had Lewis Brinson. You had to have him in there, right? <laughs> I made it over on Yahoo where it was a bit easier, but oh, yeah. like I was, I was super excited to play Kershaw and Cole together <laughs> and just win everything. And now, well, I guess I have to go Kershaw or Cole and Sale or oh, Sale and Boyd. Oh, terrible like that. People are calling me. Did that just ruin the screen share, Devin? <laughs> looks, uh, now you fudged up. It looks like that ruined the screen share. So let me get the uh, the screen share back here. Do your job better, Britt. Yeah. Who called? I'm going to be donating my dollar in this draft here, it looks like. so. You're only playing for a dollar? Why am I, I drafting know, good players then? I didn't know a phone call would destroy the the join. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So apparently yesterday... On the morning ground, I talked about cats. Staying over at my buddy's place, and one of the cats got out. Mm-hmm. We were searching for it literally all day. And so finally, I had to sleep with the front door open <laughs> or with uh, the gate door open. And then at 3 in the morning, I hear someone pawing at the gate. So I go, and it's really skittish, and I just have to sit there, just crisscross applesauce at the front door and wait for the cat to come in. Waited 30 minutes at 3 in the morning. And the cat was coming in. I'm like, F this. I put the other cat in the room. Like, leave the door open. Go to the bathroom. And then I'm like, well, I don't see it anymore. Maybe it got in. And it got in. So I finally got the cat in after a 24-hour cat ask. Look at that. I got a, I have a couple cats here, too. So You seem like a crazy cat lady. Yeah. Well, it was my, it was my mom. My mom was crazy cat lady. So she had nine cats at some point in her life. So I sort of inherited... Uh, all the cats and I'm down down to two cats so that's my cat story I mean I feel like I should be a cat person because they would just climb on you and just love you all day long I'm super lazy so it's like well here's food for the week here's water maybe I'll play <laughs> in the litter box or just have my house smell I don't know we'll see uh, I'm gonna pick it so I got Lance Lynn I didn't really want a pitcher there uh, I'm a little surprised so I saw I saw Glaber Torres go as the three pick I mean, he's going to hit two home runs against Baltimore today, too, right? I would say he has like 12 or 13 home runs against Baltimore, but I was going to give the tip to some of the people. The Yankees are way too low today, given their team total, and I know means is okay, but the, the Yankees, look, I've been getting them all day in drafts, way lower than what the sharp people watching the show are getting. Yeah, yeah, well, this show is sharp as they are watching it, which is a sharp move to do. I mean, the I think it's the rain is worrying people a little bit, um, but – it shouldn't. Like, we're yeah, all having yellow, so it should be fine. Yeah, the weather, there's a lot of weather. None looks ultra-threatening, but there is. you're going to really have to pay attention to that as the day progresses. Uh, I'm going to go to 
Chris Bryant hasn't gone yet. What's your take against Jason Vargas today? So I like the Cubs a little bit against Vargas. Uh, he finally got shelled a little bit in his last start. I think he's out pitching some of his peripherals. Uh, they're in Philadelphia. It's humid there. Uh, there's a little bit of rain concern in that game, but I, I'm not buying into Vargas, and I like the right-handed bats on the Cubs today. See, Vargas in New York is a Cy Young candidate. Vargas in Philadelphia <laughs> is an average pitcher. Worse um, than that. But, I mean, there's a lot of cheap pitchers on the slate that I don't necessarily hate. It's super weird. So, I mean, it sounds like a really dumb decision, but uh, Pannon, I'm, I'm going to be going very heavily on him. He's 4.6K over on DraftKings, which seems silly. Pannon? Oh, Pannon? All right. I thought you were talking about Vargas for a second. All right, continue. No, I'm not going Vargas, but Pannon's super cheap. Freed is super cheap or cheap-ish. And then there, Chase Anderson, like people don't realize how extreme reverse splitsy he is because he doesn't have a slider. He's one of the few pitchers that don't have a slider, which is what you generally are out pitch for a righty. Um, but his changeup is where he gets people out with, and it's perfect against a lefty. There could be seven lefties in that lineup there and not a whole lot of them are great outside of the top of the order plus the no with a high strikeout rate so he's way too cheap considering what he can do in this pretty much perfect matchup here and then there was someone else that i was interested in but i can't remember off the top of my head i, think, may, I, I think i think the may anderson combo is going to be pretty popular for getting a bunch of bats today yeah i forgot about may may comes in there is now 7.5k go oh, kikuchi going up against detroit I hate playing him, but I'm probably going to play him. <laughs> it's He just has lost me so much money this year, and every single time it seems like he's in a good spot, well, this will be the day, and it never is the day. Uh, but I'm going to be using him because of his price tag. It's that simple. 5.3K is too cheap going up for pretty much any pitcher going up against the Tigers. They're terrible. They're trash, and he could potentially be in for a big day. That's trash versus trash. On the mound and, and at the batters, you pull up his uh... – his stats so far this year, a 5.16 xFIP, just a 17% K rate. Huge wolf was allowed to both sides of the plates, but the ultimate trump card is that Tigers lineup. I'll probably shy away from Kikuchi in, a, in my tournament lineups. I think I just I prefer a little bit better of a pitcher. I know the ownership on him probably won't be super high, um, but that's what I like. I'm also going to take here, uh, imagine getting Pete Alonzo against the lefty still this this far into the draft. That sounds pretty good for an infield. So that, that's a home run waiting to happen against Freed. Imagine getting Pete Alonzo not at 1.1. Yeah, imagine getting that. So uh, Alonzo this year, guess guess the ISO against lefties in 128 at-bats. It's either 500 or 700. I can't remember. It's 407. So you're pretty close. So with a 422 Woba, massive power. There are oh, some Aris titties that has a 700 Woba. Yeah, that, that dude, uh, the exit velocity on some of his – uh, hits right now is just off the charts and that that's like a you know max ev on some of your at bats is a pretty strong indication of actually being a good hitter of the baseball so i, I think he's i oh, think he's gonna be he's, yeah he's gonna be i mean Sano is perfect for today's world strikeout or home run that's what you want out of a, out of your hitters right now that is in fact true my friend yeah. let's see what do you what do you what do you have going on here grant so you're going Arizona uh let's talk to cores right big total yesterday 14 and I think it landed right on 14 uh by the time it was done I, I know that because my bet that I placed at the sportsbook here 
uh, I believe it pushed. Oh, look at me. I'm <laughs> I have legal online or legal in-person sports betting. In my yeah, state. it's only t- it's 10 minutes down the street, so it's pretty fun. Go go there, have a, have like a burger, make a couple of bets. Do they give you free drink vouchers with bets? No, they're way too cheap at uh, Turning Stone Casino. Son of a biscuit. I mean, I don't think most places do. Vegas, most places don't give you free drink vouchers. Every, every $10 you spend on a bet, bet gets you one cent of rewards credits to use towards food. That's that's the going rate there. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty ridiculous. Back in the day in Vegas, like when I was still in college, I think, I'd go to Vegas and... I'd put drop like two grand down on sports betting, which back then was massive. For yeah. Me. Uh, but they're like, I'm like, all right, do I get free drink vouchers? Yeah, for every fifty dollars. I'm like, what if I do a hundred? You still get one. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in this line twenty, thirty, forty times and oh. just my drinks for the rest of the day. Listen, smart man. Well, they just, I'm like, look, can you just give it to me? No, we have to do it this way. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go from cashier to cashier, up and down the line, just saying bets. I'm going to take Castellanos. I'm buying into the Cubs quite a bit today. I want to talk to you about cores. you got a core stat going here, but it's Zach Gallon who's been pretty good. Uh, I think the Marlins kind of got fleeced in that trade to get him over to Arizona. He's oh, going- really? You think that? Does yeah. everyone think that? He's going into Colorado, though, so it should be a pretty tough test. But John Gray's held his own uh, in a couple of starts there so far this year. You don't seem to be put off at all by, by like, two reasonably good pitchers here since you – you know, you went Escobar, Walker, and Blackman. doesn't seem like it's concerning you too much. I mean, let's look at this realistically. On a slate where there's 10 ace pitchers pretty much, why would I be worried about that? I mean, these guys, like, it's not like there's a plethora of bats here. I mean, you mentioned the Yankees, and those are one of the best off-the-board stacks. And there are a few guys in decent spots. I mean, the Cubs, the Nationals are both in decent spots here. Rangers aren't going up against a great pitcher. But there's a lot of bad bats on this slate. So a potentially under-owned Coors, considering how many aces are on the slate, is a great spot. I mean, just talking about draft, it's still Coors. It's still Coors, and they're still going to get four innings of bad bullpens. So I'm really not too worried at all. Like, Gallon and Gray are are good pitchers. Honestly, I'm thinking about using Gallon, though, a little bit in tournaments. I mean, anytime you got a guy like this that's a little bit wild and erratic going into Coors, like, if they're going to be free swinging, then they Gallon could potentially still end up with a bunch of strikeouts here. I mean, if he's just mostly walking guys or striking them out, I'll take that outing. Four walks and seven strikeouts, two earned runs given up. It's a potential outcome for him, and there's enough pitching on the slate where he's going to be, what, maybe 1% owned? Mm-hmm. We've got 1%. Well, boom. Gosh, <laughs> I take Jamino's job. I don't want that job. Jimino. No, you do not. Jamino is a very busy man right now. Jamino's always a busy man. <laughs> Preseason plus ownership uh, makes him very busy. We got a YouTube question real quick. Uh, Yahoo Cash sales a starting pitcher. Bets on Franmil or Judge and Jock. That is very easily Judge and Jock for me. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Franmil's fine, but he doesn't have a good matchup. He's super cheap. Yeah. It's not like Bets is any better than Judge. I know Judge has been trash really recently, but that's mostly irrelevant. Um, like, he is striking out a higher clip. That does mean that there's probably something going on with him a little bit, but he's still Aaron Judge and he's still underpriced and he's still in a great spot going up against an absolute trash pitcher and trash bullpen in a great ballpark. So if he accidentally hits the ball, then that's a that's a home run. All right. So I rounded out. I don't really love my team. I mean, I got Brian and Castellanos. 
Castellanos is loving being a Cub right now, by the way. Got Alonzo. I rounded it out with Dyson. I landed on Lance Linder and some robocall. Those those robocalls get you like 24-7. They call – I probably got like 10 of those a day now, right? It's, it seems like everybody gets them. Oh, yeah. No, I get I get so many. The worst thing is I, I realized that my health insurance lapsed when I moved up to Denver or didn't lapse. It didn't go over to Denver. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, let me check out insurance. And I put in my phone number, stupidly enough, I got – 40 calls in a row by one guy mm-hmm. and I just started screaming at them like every <laughs> time I called just immediate just anger and they're like why are you so angry well you called me 30 times in a row and then you sent me a text saying hey I know you're blowing up your phone but we need to talk about insurance yeah and then lasted for like two weeks apparently all I had to do was put my name on the do not call list which only takes like a minute does that actually work um, I've gotten no health insurance calls afterwards, but it's it, the, all the scam calls will still go through, but yeah. it will drastically cut down on a lot of things. I'm going to have to try those. I got a hitters only. There's a lot of good pitching. We'll talk some stacks when we get to this one. You ready? Yep. I'll, uh, I'll get this one going. So what are we doing? I got Slate IQ pulled up here uh, for premium members. Now, it does relate to DraftKings, but it looks like the Yankees are drawing a lot of ownership, and I understand why on that one. The Cardinals are as well going up against Sparkman, who's horrible. And they have really cheap prices, so they fit into a lot of lineups. They're pretty popular. The Rockies, uh, I mentioned I like the Cubs. The Cubs are drawing some ownership. Uh, those look to be the top four teams. Uh, Arizona didn't make the cut. Is there anyone of, like, the lower-end teams you're really looking to use tonight? Uh, what's Philly's ownership projected? I'm guessing four and yeah, a half. Like, yeah, like eight or nine or 34%. Yeah, so um, getting a cellular telephone call. I can't talk. I'm on a show. <laughs> is that real? Yeah. No, it was one of my one of my buddies up in Denver. <laughs> who also to call you right back. Nah, he won't. He might have been calling me just to mess with me. He very well could be watching the show right now. We're, uh, getting, we're getting we're gonna snipe each other in this one the whole way. That's I mean, that's no fun. That's assuming you're make, gonna make good picks. I doubt it. True. Razzed. Let's see, just get my Yankees going so I can steal all your guys, just just because why not? What do you think? So I'm looking, the Angels look a little low on them. They're coming in, I don't know, ninth or tenth in ownership. Uh, five run total, it's 82 in L.A., which is pretty warm uh, for out there. What do you think of them, late night hammer? I mean, I don't hate it, and it is definitely warm. I'm I'm sitting here in L.A., and it is – boiling in this room which i'm not enjoying but i can't turn on the ac because then you guys get to hear it the entire time mm-hmm. uh, but i mean williams is not a good pitcher angels are a very good team i mean granted the problem is i want to use four outfielders there and that's obviously not really possible on certain sites so there's that but over on fantasy draft over on FanDuel, they're they're a good stack and i don't mind throwing all those guys in there and then rounding it out with a double stack with just infielders but if you want to throw Puos in there he's cheap uh Thais is cheap I wouldn't go Fletcher or Ben Boom or any of those guys but like anyone in the top six of the order throwing three four five of those guys and it's not bad a little stack uh, I'm looking at Washington too Alex Wood uh had one good outing one bad outing since he's kind of come back against the Nationals it's 81 it's humid and the wind's blowing out there. So as long as we get a green light from Roth on this one, 
Uh, Soto's back in the lineup. I know it's lefty and lefty, but that doesn't concern me too much. You get a cheap Victor Robles, too, hitting second up towards the top of the order, and a cheap Howie Kendrick. The Nationals, there's some there's some interesting ways to get them into your lineups tonight uh, as both like a main stack, some one-offs. The prices aren't too high. I sort of like them right now. Nationals, yeah, I mean, they're not a bad stack. I mean, I think they're going to draw some ownership because they're another one of those teams that are – have a 5.6 implied team total problem is Alex Wood. he hasn't been the same pitcher he has been in the past but I trust the Reds pitching staff and I trust what he's done in the past year so I don't really know if I want to go with the Nationals if they're going to draw some ownership which it looks like they will enough of the bats are cheap and Dozier obviously allows you to actually have a decent uh, lineup because of his price tag but I don't think I'm going there I'd honestly probably prefer the other side with Aris Titties and the rest of the Reds. Yeah, Aris Titties, his price is starting to come up. Uh, Van Meter, uh, he's hitting well. Vado's cheap. Winker, you don't get a ton of power out of Winker, but you can, you can make that stack. The prices on these guys aren't egregious today. Do you think that Aris Titties just got real yoked and strong just because that's his name? I feel Possibly. like anytime I see a guy that's just like massive and mm-hmm. has a name that you can make fun of in school, then like it's like, oh, I know exactly what you did there. Smart move. Yeah, no one's gonna mess with you. No uh, one. Would I thought there was like a Twitter thread how he changed his batting stance from last year, and it just made him com- uh, like a complete monster. Yeah, it happens. I mean, we saw it with Andrew Jones that one year back in 2004, uh, change up his batting stance and hit I think 40 home runs that year. Granted, he tailed off at the end of it, but yeah, it's it, it it can absolutely work. I mean, there's so many just little tweaks you can make to your batting stance that'll end up changing your power numbers, everything. Mm-hmm. And so I do buy into it when it shows success. Um, I want to talk. Uh, chat's loving the Iris titties, by the way. Uh, I want to talk pitching in the Red Sox Cleveland game today. Which, which who who you rather? It looks like everyone would rather roster Chris Sale today. Uh, he's going up against the Indians. He was kind of up and down before his last start, where he absolutely mowed down and had uh, it was like thirteen or something strikeouts. Uh, he's drawn some ownership today. Who, who are you on? And are you on sale or Matt Boyd's the other guy who's got an amazing matchup against Seattle? One, two, three, four, five lefties. He's lights out against them and the righties that Seattle throws out there just are no good. I'll refresh plate IQ to kind of get the, the updated lineup in there. But if you're spending on pitching, uh, who you got at the top? It's, it's tough. Um, with Boyd's current projected ownership, I drastically prefer Sale. I mean, I get that Seattle's lineup is not great. They have virtually the same implied team total against the two. Like, Boyd, the problem is Boyd can give up some bombs. Honestly, I have some interest in Seattle bats. Uh, Tom Murphy, Austin Nola, Vogelbach, and Santana, all under 4K, all have power, and we know that Boyd can give up bombs. It's not going to surprise me if all of them hit bombs today. So I, strangely enough, like some some Seattle bats going up against Boyd, especially if he's going to be moderately chalky, which it didn't appear like it last night, but now it does. Honestly, yeah, like, go swerve from Boyd to Clevenger. It's a tougher matchup, but anytime, we've seen it countless times this year where there's multiple studs on the slate and the chalk ones always get blown up. So Clevenger is my preferred of the three just based on ownership because when you're getting one-tenth the ownership on a guy that's just as oh, good yeah. with near the same numbers – just in a tougher matchup, four out of 10 times, he's probably going to do as well. Three out of 10 times, two out of 10 times, he's going to do drastically better. 
I like that as an ownership story. I don't know if I'd have a ton of Clevenger, but if you're making 10 lineups, throwing them in one, you're just, you're going to be way over the field on something like that. Tonight. What was that? I had to put my phone down to grab my water so that I can drink water and stay hydrated. There you go. Not die young. <laughs> uh, your boy Pannone, fourth highest owned pitcher tonight. Does that swerve you off of him at all as the, the cheap option of the day? I, I um, like... I like Anderson. I think we're a little too low on Chase Anderson at 6% right now. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'd double it, but I would take the over on Chase Anderson being 6% owned in your random DraftKings tournament tonight. Yeah, if he's if he, if Pannone's going to be chalked, just switch to Kikuchi or switch over to um, Chase Anderson. I mean, I mentioned I love all those guys. It was all based on uh, Cole and Kershaw being on the slate, my love for Pannone. But without them, oh, Reese's Pieces, you're getting in my lineup. Uh Without them on the slate, you don't really need a 4.6K pitcher. You can get the extra 1,000. When you're paying 12.7K for Cole, you were going to need a 4.6K pitcher. It's not the case anymore. So just go up to Kikuchi. Go up to Chase Anderson. I mean, Perez might be a better play than Pannone if Pannone's going to be 20% owned. I guess I'll take uh, Suarez. I'm not really getting a huge stack here. Normally, I like to stack in these, but it just, just didn't work out for me today. So, I'm just taking some of the best bats available. I normally like to stack, too, but it's $3, so I don't care. Yeah, that that as well. I mean, you got two New York, a Philly, a Cincy. They're all, they're all. You got Aristides. I got Aristides, so I'm guaranteed three home runs in this lineup. Guaranteed to win. And I got Tor- Torres in my lineup, so that's another two home runs. <laughs> so, that's five right there. That's five home Can't runs. Lose. Win. Can't lose. Yeah. Literally and figuratively cannot lose. Uh, I'm searching around down here. Uh, Daniel Murphy kind of disappointed last night as chalk. Any any problem going back going back to him at all tonight? A guy fading is or failing as chalk on a one day sample size. I have no problem going back to him. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, what about Milwaukee bats? They're way down on the list here. No one's really owning them too much outside of Yelich. Uh, Perez has been horrific, right? Since uh, I, I think in the second half of the year, Brewers. Remember when he was like 10K. Yeah, now it's 5.6K and drawing no ownership today. So, what are your overall thoughts? I'm, I'm looking at the Brewers on Slate IQ, and they're way down there. A 21% cumulative ownership, very slight positive leverage. They they seem pretty interesting to me uh, as a team. I, I might want to stack if if I was doing limited, let's say like a three max. They're a team that makes some sense to me to throw in as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it at all. I mean, problem is people never really play Brewers too much when they're going up against a lefty because they want to play Yelich, they want to play Moustakis. And when they can't do that, I put in air quotations because I can do that and I'm an adult. Um, but realistically, throwing Yelich and Moustakis against a mediocre pitcher is not a bad idea. Yelich can hit both sides of the plate. He's that good. And so is Moustakis, so... Throwing both of them in, not bad call, and rounding it out with guys who now get an uptick with Hira, with Kane, with Braun, and then you can get a catcher in there with Grandall. It makes a perfect stack on any time they're going up against a lefty. And if they get a few runs on the board early, there's a chance that bad bullpen arms are coming in, so they'll just continue things. Yeah, I think uh, the Brewers look pretty interesting to me. I wish the Astros would have been on the slate, but DraftKings took them off. Uh, I want to, the Cardinals, their, their lineups, I wish Carpenter was a little higher in the order. He's hitting six, but you really can't argue with Fowler leading off with Edmund and, and, and the rest of their lineup. Goldschmidt's turned it around in the second half of the season. Ozuna's back with plenty of power. 
Jong's cheap enough. Do you think they're worth being one of the chalkier teams? And then uh, also Flaherty is a pitcher too, kind of like the under the radar, just below the elite names, but has really ratcheted up some of his performances recently. I think he's pretty sneaky today. Yeah, again, like so much of my analysis from last night is now essentially irrelevant without Kirsch and Cole. Uh, and Flaherty is one of those guys that's now on the board. There is, what, four lefties in the lineup, but three of which we're really not too worried about. Um, so Flaherty going up against four or five righties, um, with some of which have a pretty decent K rate. Flaherty has a, an elite, elite K rate versus righties, and then lefties, they're all so bad that who, who gives a fudge? So... No one took my guy. Did anyone take my guy? Who are you taking? I can't um, take him. I know who I'm taking. Hopefully he's not my guy. My guy's not your guy. Took Tatis. I was going to go Tatis and Tatis. Oh, there you go. The ultimate correlation. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get two of them. I'm going to take – well, I can't tell you who I'm taking. Because you'll take him just to spite me. Um, but as for the Cardinals – just pivot over to Philly. They're going to come in at way less ownership. They're similar pricing, similar positions. So pivoting over to Philly. Oh, I, you t- you did take my guy, you bastard. Well, yeah, because someone else took Tatis. Gosh, I love that guy. Tatis is slowly becoming my second favorite player in the league. I'll take Fowler leading off to kind of close it out here. So I didn't get any stack. Anyway, uh, that was it for baseball. So we're going to move over to football. And Grant, Grant. We're gonna, I'm going to school you in football. You ready to donate? I mean, You're last time win, that, right? I clearly got the better team. All right. Let's look at the lobby here real quick, and let's go over all the best ball stuff that uh, Draft currently has out there. So they have the best ball championship. Again, if you were looking to get uh, into best ball or you don't know what it is, we have a best ball kit here. Do you do a best ball championship real quick? No. I, well, that one's tougher because you got to work out all the math uh, on that one. So we're, I'm going to create my own game here. You can probably just do the math right off the top of your head if we can get in there. But I want to I want to involve everyone from Chad into it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, realistically, it's eight to ten full right now. Yeah, eight to twelve. There, it's out of twelve. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know how you can do that in your head, but anyway, uh, there's that. If you you're a big baller, right? You got some bucks in your account. I got to be honest. The uh, mega best balls I have seen. I haven't done one of these, but I've seen some of them in DMs and posted on Twitter. And I, I got to be real, the people in the 125 sometimes make absolutely horrific decisions. So don't be afraid to jump into that. If you wanted to play a little higher up, I think there's a, a pretty reasonable edge in those as well. Uh, they did fill the other mini. I don't know if they're going to do another one, but if they do, uh, you can make sure. I know with 100,000 entries still in the best ball championship, uh, they, they probably want to funnel people into that one. Uh, so make sure to go check that out. And then I do a lot of the regular stuff down here as well. The $1, the $5, the slow drafts. That's what I love doing. I hit a, I'm hit over 150 of them completed already, which is a little insane. But those are all fun. It's a really good time. And we're going to jump into some best balls now. And I think we have enough time. Let's see. Let's do a fast best ball. Uh, I think I did a six-person. I'm going to do an eight-man for the people here. And if it goes into when the show's over... Well, we'll just kind of go into that. But it's team next. We'll just go into the next show. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Uh, you ready, Graham? We got a five dollar best ball, and this is a fast one. I did the slow one last time, and thankfully, all you guys out there that played along kept it moving pretty smooth. But I'm going to force the issue uh, with the the thirty second shot clock on everybody today. So 
that filled super quick. <clears throat> and it's a lot of people I really don't want to see in here. I see Eagles. Uh, I think he's done like 500,000 best balls or something like that. Uh, I think I saw Mean Mode in here. I see New York Jets. Uh, Grant, I, I got to say, I'm not too concerned about you here. Oh, you should be since I'm the greatest in the world. But <laughs> I just don't do a lot. Like, my problem is I don't want to invest that much into best ball mm -hmm. when I can just, like, let's say I invest 10 grand into best ball. Yeah, that's I'd rather I, get I, 10 I, grand into every single week of the NFL season and have a much higher margin. Yeah, the, the time money, I get it completely. But I do it for fun. I love all things NFL. Uh, so I have that one. I'm in the four spot. I'm going to almost guaranteed to be left with a really fun decision of taking Ezekiel Elliott at the four spot. Do you have any any thoughts on that situation? Is he going to play? Am I overthinking it by not taking him? I mean, why wouldn't you just go DJ or Kamara? Well, Kamara, it's going to go Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara. Then go DJ. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm probably going to do. Yeah, you don't – like you take five, Zeke in the five hole just because his upsides just as much as those other guys, but potential downside since good old Le'Veon Bell made things terrible. Um, like the potential downside is massive, obviously. So, like you take him when you can't get the other four guys. So in the five hole, it's probably where he should go. If you want to go someone else, I completely understand, but. Like, Zeke, everyone's so worried because for the first time in a long time, uh, running back held out the entire season. So everyone's scared. Realistically, the odds of him missing games due to a holdout are just as likely as some of the other guys missing to injury. So you're not getting a huge advantage by not taking him. You're just better off taking him. And OBJ went there and Hopkins went before him. Mebo gets him in the eighth spot. That's a pretty darn good deal there. Yeah, I think like 9, 10, something like that sounds about right for me. Oh, I just closed my Twitter in the other one. Uh, the other guy's kind of Melvin Gordon, and I believe right before the show I saw something cross that there's there's basically no update on Melvin Gordon. It's the same situation. Uh, I haven't been taking him too much. Uh, I got a lot you know, earlier, so I'm definitely overexposed to the, the early Melvin Gordon. Uh, I do like Eckler. I like Justin Jackson. Uh, where do you stand on a guy like Eckler or uh, on uh, on Melvin Gordon right now? I mean, honestly, everyone's worrying about this just because of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was a different situation. Like, Le'Veon Bell showed this can work, but really it's not going to work with Zeke. It's not going to work with Gordon. Uh, they're too young. This is their second contract. So holding out a year in their prime is much different than going for a big contract right when they're about to hit 30. I wouldn't worry about it. I'm going balls out. I do what I want. Yeah, I'm not too – I think the they're at the impasse, right? Because the, the Chargers, if they're a smart team, they realize Melvin Gordon isn't really worth what he wants, and he, they should probably realize that Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson can easily replace him, I think. Uh, Eckler was even basically better per touch uh, on everything that he did last year than Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah, who said that Eckler is just as good <laughs> as Gordon all last year, this guy? Yeah, so I, don't, I, I think Melvin Gordon, he's stuck between the, the rock and the hard place. He has to report at some point. I think it's by like week eight or nine or 10 or one of those or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I can't be taking guys that might be sitting out that long. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get in unless the chargers are actually willing to offer him a contract. He's going to, he's going to sign or he's going to play. Yeah. I think later in the year, I don't see him starting week one. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Todd Gurley. Cause why not? 
Did John Gray get scratched or no? Someone in chat says that. I'm 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 looking at the Twitter. Let's see. Mm, these are some some fakish sources. I, I'm not buying into John Gray being scratched yet. Don't believe everything that you see in a Rotogrinders chat, Grant. I don't believe anything I see anywhere. Yeah, this is true. So you went Connor, McCaffrey, Connor, Gurley? You're not scared on Gurley at all? No, I went Gurley in the second. I don't love Gurley. That is entirely understandable. I don't like, I just, I'm very risk averse in my first couple of picks in these. Yeah, I'm not. Ball's out. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I believe that's a saying. Uh, Chubb, I was hoping I would get Chubb there. Uh, I'll take Mixon. So I got Mixon, David Johnson, Michael Thomas. All our teams are going to look good. We got a little eight-man game going here. Yeah, I don't. The difference between eight and twelve mans is just drastic when it comes to how much depth you can get around. Go we'll play a three-man. <laughs> I have, and I think I, I drafted, this was when I was drunk and the news of Antonio Brown going to Buffalo came out. Mm -hmm. So I think I just went Antonio Brown and Josh Allen to start off. Yeah, why not? YOLO. Yeah, you ought to look out. Uh, I will note, Golden Tate, uh, this just crossed, has lost his appeal, so he is definitely out for the uh, first four games of the season. Yeah. Live breaking news during best ball uh, draft shows. OMG. Heard it here first, guys. Maybe if you're not watching TV also. I like mean mode spreading out all of his kind of number one picks. Uh, Elliot, running back Cooper, Travis Kelsey. The smaller the league, the more important the Kelseys uh, of the world are. You get a pretty big competitive advantage, uh, especially the smaller the league is. So I like his team. No surprise. I'm sure Eagles team will look good. He's going... I don't know if he's trying to go zero RB and trying to show off on the show, but that's uh, that's where he's landed at. Uh, I've got a nice little balance team. I was hoping Kittle would fall to me, but that didn't happen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find some picks here. Well, I'm super excited for my worthless pick. I'm gonna take maybe I'll take Mr. Cryo Chamber. Yeah, yeah, you could. Ertz was the other guy I was looking at. So aren't you worried about the helmet? No, you see, he was crowdsourcing, trying to find a helmet on Twitter today. Yeah, well, he's got to do what he's got to do. He's an interesting fella. I'm going to skip over Melvin Gordon, and I definitely believe in the Aaron Jones hype, so I will take him right here. Who am I going to take? Melvin Gordon, for sure. It's possible. You're gonna, I only got three just, running backs. You need as many running backs. Go fifteen running backs, Grant. Maybe I will. I've seen Stranger Things. Like that one show, Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I do not. So, do you? Did you like the show? I tried catching it, the first season. I watched like two episodes. I thought it was dumb, and I, I never went back to it. I mean, it's not bad. It's more, what's it called? More about reminiscing to the old times than anything, which appeals to people. It's good. 
Not great. I wasn't a fan. You know, uh, I just watched The Boys. Did you ever watch? Have you seen oh, that? Gosh, fantastic. Finished oh, it. yeah, that's great. Yeah. That show's great. It's yeah, so that, was, that was one of the best shows I've seen in a while. It's on Prime, guys. If you if you need show recommendations, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Everybody in the entire world, I think, has Amazon Prime, so you guys should be able to watch that. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you're just going you live to in the 1990s. You are just going to lose. Lose out on great savings. I need some receivers. Imagine going to a store to buy stuff. I've I've never done the food delivery. I haven't. You would think I would, but I have never. I've never done the Postmates or the Uber Eats or any. Maybe like once or twice, but I've never really done that in in my home. I've only done about thirteen thousand dollars worth in the last year. Yeah, I think it's all the all the fast food. It's like two minutes from my house, so I think that's why. But. Maybe, maybe there's a case to be made. Just sitting at home in my gym shorts is even better than going to the store in two months. I think I've lost weight because of Postmates. Because now I don't go get fast food. I order regular food on Postmates. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Who do you think I'm going to go with my next pick? Let's see. Let me try to get into the mind of Grant, which is a very, very dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. Most people aren't allowed there. And I'm going to guess. Let's see. See if I can find a guy who has question marks. Andrew Luck? No, no, I don't. My strategy so far isn't to go to question marks. <laughs> strategy. What do you think of Andrew Luck with this little foot, foot issue? I don't know if you wear it came out. So he was battling a calf issue, kind of all camp. And then it comes out today. It's like a little bone issue and not even a calf issue. I'm a little scared because it seems like some of the reports on what people think he's actually dealing with seem like he's not really going to be able to have a, an amazing an amazing season I, I, so it looks like Hoffman I just saw an actual source that Hoffman is going to start in place of John Gray um, that came from Fantasy Lab so if that's wrong you can go blame them not me but Boss Bra, you were right you are now unbanned if someone banned him someone get him back in here uh, that's why I don't have banning power I rule with an iron fist who do you think I'm going to get? The excitement's killing me. I don't know. I apologize, boss, bro. I saw a couple things, but there was like no legitimate source. But here we go. Now we have an actual source. Oh, my my excitement for my pick. And it's Sonny Michelle. Sonny? I don't mind Sonny. There's some. So you've got the six running team, team running back going, Grant. I think you're good on running backs. Yeah, I think so too. But just in case, just in case, it, it, it came on my Roto Grinders app too, so it's got to be legitimate here. So John Gray has been scratched. Uh, how does that change? The everybody in the world's gonna have Arizona stacks tonight, though, right? Yeah, yeah, because often not very good. Yeah, and they're they're priced for John Gray, so you get Dyson, Marte, and Escobar expensive, but you can get Peralta, Walker lamb is 4k on DraftKings. like the the they're gonna go from like the fifth or sixth highest owned team on DraftKings per slate iq to the highest owned team now for sure yeah probably i mean even with a bunch of stud pitchers there's enough cheap pitchers where you can get you can get boyd in a diamondback stack still have a decent team do you think i have enough running backs Oh, you're, you're, if you go all running backs, I'm going to be happy. Oh, really? You'll, yeah, you can tab my $5. 
because I'm bored. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think you can get 15 of them. And now you're what you're really doing is you're, you're just really just putting it to the rest of us. Yeah, I'm creating scarcity. It's simple <laughs> economics, my friend. <laughs> so if you guys want running backs, uh, you better get them because Grant's about to steal them all. Yeah, I am creating a scarce resource. Smart stuff. Have you you haven't done too many of the best balls yet, have you? No, like I said, I've only done three or four. You gotta um, get, you gotta get into them, Grant. They're fun. I know. I did like a hundred and fifty of them last year. Are you gonna are you gonna do that for the championship like late or if they open up another mini or something like that? No, like I said, I mean I don't really care about big prize pools anymore. They don't they don't really excite me too much. Mm-hmm. We've only been exposed to them for what eight years now. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to go for a big prize pool, just throw my twenty bucks in the Millie Maker ten, twenty times, and then just watch it all go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more about I'm more about consistent ROI. I mean, on draft, all the money I'm putting on draft is going to be doing several thousand drafts a week mm-hmm. of normal format. So why would I have ten k invest in best balls? when I could play five extra K a week, 10 extra K a week on normal drafts and have a consistent five to 15% ROI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm waiting for the week one to come out on draft. Cause I'm interested. As soon as those drop, I'm going to be jumping in those just like you. So yeah, you and me both. I'll be don't, I'll be donating to you. I will be winning everything as uh, I always do. We got a couple of YouTube QQs. Devin's dropping them. Uh, Urshela or Hayward. I'm not really on Hayward on, on DK. It's Urshela. Yeah, that's Urshela pretty easily. Uh, if you guys have any, too, start throwing them in the chat. Uh, we'll get them as we close out the show. Uh, let's see here. What do I got? I've got four running backs, so the running back quarter will not get me. Uh, oh, yeah, Calvin Ridley's still around. But I'm going to be able to trade all my running backs. That's how this works. Grant, I have bad news for you. No trades allowed. Yeah, I'm a kind of a big fan <laughs> of trade things. Uh, let's see here. A couple of QQ sale or Flaherty? Those are, you know, you get different price points. I like Flaherty against the Royals, uh, uh, specifically as a little bit of a swerve in tournaments. You get a little bit lower ownership. You get price savings, which helps you get a better bat or two or a better SP2. I like Flaherty. Um, I think Sale and his matchup against Cleveland, the cleanup lineup, or the Cleveland lineup, uh, I know there's no Puig. But it's still a pretty reasonably strong lineup, specifically at the top. Sale can dominate everybody, but I'm, a, I'm on Boyd over Sale straight up tonight. Uh, so I, I think I'd probably take Flaherty in the cost savings. I got a running back, Britt. You did? Let's see. Miles Sanders, I like it. You got a good team going, Grant. I, if you get like one quarterback and one receiver and one tight end, I think you're onto something. Yeah. Um, running backs score the most points sometimes. They so, do. You get running backs. Plus, they are so injury prone that you just got to have as many of them as possible. A lot of them have the same bye week, so you might be in a little bit of trouble here, but I, I still think you're onto something. Yeah, bye week 10 is going to be rough for me. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn to pick. I didn't even realize that. I mean, what are the odds that McCaffrey and Connor have a good week 10? Not very good, so I bury more running backs. Yeah, you're definitely going to need a couple more. With bye week 10. Just because. And then I've got all the other weeks covered. Someone in chat want to know who's pitching instead of Gray. It's the Hoffman hot dog man. Uh, so Jeff Hoffman, one of the worst pitchers in all of baseball in cores against Arizona. So that is an extreme, extreme upgrade 
for the Arizona Bats. So you will encounter many, many Arizona players. Uh, I haven't really, I'm going to have to take a look at my lineups. I didn't have any Arizona Bats in my shell cash team, but I, I think I'm going to have to make some adjustments to that. You may need to. I may need to. You're correct. Hoffman is probably not good. Man, I'm so excited for more running backs. I wonder how many I can get. I think 15. They might make you pick more than one in each position, but you can put it to the test. I mean, I'm guessing you, they make you fill out a full lineup, so three wide receivers, one tight end, one QB. It's good. You get This is like testing their system to make sure it works. Yeah. Yeah, give me my $5 back draft. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't care. Um, someone is premium when things are highlighted red a uh, drive what what page are you on and i can better assess exactly what you're asking here. so if you have a uh, better question tell me what page you're on and uh, i'll help you out there drive yeah like look at all these none of these other teams that's correct none of these other teams have running backs yeah because who has all the running backs this guy this is great. I mean, look at look at this team, Grant. You are uh, you are next level. We're playing checkers, and you're playing chess. No, you're playing checkers. I'm playing Parcheesi. I don't know what that is. Is that a difficult? I clearly, don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, so, driver on plate IQ. So, plate IQ usually so green. Uh, depending on what you're looking for, green pretty much always means good, and red means bad. So, if you're looking at uh, let's say a hitter strikeout, and it's in red and it's shaded that hitter likes to strike out a lot, which is bad for the hitter, um, but also- yes, he very much enjoys striking out. That's why he does it. Yes. Um, and wonder who I'm going to get next. I like that. See, I adjusted. I already have five running backs, so I am, I am not giving into your strategy, Grant. My favorite one was when I got, I think, 12 quarterbacks. <laughs> and so the people that adjusted, Laura got like an early two quarterbacks. They're- we're super pumped, and someone gets stuck with literally one quarterback, and they're just pissed. Jordan Howard, just in case that other guy doesn't do well. Oh, you should let me tell you which running backs you should have taken. Uh, you should have taken Geiser Freeman. Those are those guys are more in demand. Those those two are the ones coming up next. Yep. Let's see which one am I going to get. George Springer just hit a home run. Wish that was on the late slate. And I got Freeman. Yeah, I bought a draft of this entire draft. All right, look at this. Week 10 is really going to suck for you. I mean, yeah. I have five running backs on bye. I, I don't know how you're going to make it. I don't know. Draft more running backs? Let's see. Hopefully... My guy doesn't get taken. Andrew Luck, good. I'm taking Jared Cook. Good Cook call. And Ingram. Cook and Ingram. I've got, I think I'm the only other team with a bunch of running backs other than you. I mean, remember. 11. Yeah, I've got five. Eagles is five. And everyone else is going to be left picking up the scraps, Grant. Yeah, well, guys, if you need a trade for a running back, I'm here. I'm here. Miley Cyrus just shaded Brody Jenner. Wow. That's big news there. I'm reading the news. Oh, yeah. She's like making out with his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend or wife or something now. That's, that's what know. happened. 
That's what happens. I, was, I, don't I, know, I can't read. Is May not- worth the chalk on FanDuel? Well, he's super cheap and he's in a great spot. Yeah. Uh, Laritan, yes, there are PFF shows. We just, I just got the email about those. So we will have pro football focus shows this year. I don't know if Scott's going to be on, though. It might be someone new from PFF. Do I work at PFF? No. But I, I was reading through PFF all day today. They're, the amount of. You can't read. Oh, the amount of information over there is insane. Well, information I heard is good. All I, all for, for football, right? It's PFF, it's Sharp Football Stats, it's some Football Outsiders DVOA, and then uh, I don't want to give away the goods, but we're going to have some stuff here that you won't be able to have elsewhere that should be top-notch, and that's basically my football information. Yeah. That's fair. My football information is my mind and my eyes. Yeah. The, uh, the foot stuff coming for football premium this year, if you guys are premium members, both I'm involved in the lineup builder behind the scenes. That thing's going to be insane. Um, the tools that will be out here, um, imagine plate IQ, but for football, uh, you have to kind of envision it, but that thing's going to be awesome. Uh, there's just going to be a, a whole bunch of new stuff here for uh, football that's really eye-opening that I've seen. And it's just imagine all the information you want all in one spot. That's what we're going to have for you. That's neato. Who am I going to take next? Can I get a running back? You, I don't know. Probably two or three I more. What you Kareem Hunt. Oh, man, my team's the greatest. Stop getting ten guys on week ten by Grant. You're just you're hurting your team too much. But I've got to have options on week ten. The, the, I mean, you're just next leveling us so much. Yeah, the next level is losing. <laughs> I got Brita. Brita, yeah, Brita's a little hot commodity right now with uh, the Jarek McKinnon news. I, I like Brita uh, a little bit in best ball. I've been getting some. Wilmer yeah. Font is opening ahead of your boy Panome. That doesn't change things. All right, I guess I still don't even need some running or some quarterbacks. You're going to start taking quarterbacks. You should change it up and screw everybody. I have this little thing called auto draft that will decide for me. All right. I'm just going to sit back and relax and let the money roll in. So, guys, don't don't forget, right, we have the best ball kit. And Grant is not on the team that does the best ball kit because I'm just going to let you guys know, you probably don't want a team that looks like Grant's. So if you want to have your team look good, you can go get the best ball kit. It's $39.99. You get a $25 entry into the best ball championship that currently has 100,000 open spots on draft. So it's basically 15 bucks gets you all the information to, uh, to not make teams like Grant. Sorry, Grant. My team's perfect. It's auto-drafted. <laughs> Crane won. Uh, it was one of the drafts for like a, a live final and he auto-drafted it and he, and he won a live final on draft with an auto-draft team. That's impressive. I've had once tournaments auto-drafting because it was a Sunday slate and so I didn't wake up before 10, and so it automatically drafted for me. And I won. Yeah, West Coast football doesn't seem fun for me. I would be, I would probably be getting up at 2 in the morning for West Coast, like, NFL football. Yeah, I mean, I like being in Denver now because I get, a, get an extra hour of sleep, yeah. so I'm waking up at 6 a.m. That seems about right. Man, wonder who I'm going to get next. This is exciting. 
It's exciting. Will be a court. Christian Yelich is back in the lineup today, Britt. I guess you were wondering. We were figuring him to be in there. As was I. As was I. Dylan Cease is getting rocked. This is who could have seen that coming on the early slate. I mean, anyone who knows he was playing Houston, probably. Yeah, West Coast. Bossboro says West Coast NFL is the worst. I would tend to agree with that, but I I also think if you were doing this day in day out, having lock at four o'clock for baseball and NBA sounds really exciting. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, maybe I, I like honestly Colorado is perfect because you get done with work at five during baseball and NBA and like you still game start at 11 so it's not terrible during NFL season I mean central time might be better but I'd still rather just wake up one hour earlier 16 days a year and be done with work at five every single day uh-huh. uh, so we got three minutes uh, I'm not if for some reason the show doesn't uh, the the draft doesn't finish up. You're just going to be forced to finish up, guys, because it's uh, on the 30-second clock. Um, any final thoughts from you from the baseball perspective? I know uh, you're extremely bored right now doing best balls, Grant. But uh, what do you have for baseball takes, final adjustments on Arizona hitters? Because you got them earlier when they were going up against John Gray, so you're going to be seeing some, uh, some uh, adjustment in your winnings because you got them pretty early. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that extra $1 because of the size of the draft. But, (laughs) like, some of these cheap pitchers are going to end up well. So get an ace with a 7K or less pitcher in all of them, and don't sleep on Gallon. Yeah, Gallon will have some win equity now. Yeah. What's the line move to? Is it even adjusted yet? Uh, I'm not sure on the road ground. Let me give let me give our lineups page a little refresher. I don't know if it works on the. Oh top. yeah, Diamondbacks are up to seven projected runs. Yeah, that seems about right to me. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing is, how far is that off from the Yankees? Not a lot. Let's see here. Let me find. Where's the cores game? Yeah, so up to seven, the whole game got an extra run on it, and it's basically all on the Arizona side. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to do it for the draft show, guys. Uh, keep continuing to draft baseball, football, golf. Everything you need is on draft. You got the best ball championship. There's the normal best balls. Uh, week one NFL will probably be coming soon. Uh, it's a fun app. Grant spends a lot of money on there. I love the best balls. Uh, it's a pretty fun thing. Is a little bit of differentiation from the monotony of regular DFS. Uh, so make sure to go check it out. Uh, Grant, it's been fun, uh, but it's time to get out of here. So for Grant, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we out you. See you, kids. bar with a bunch of value bats for you here tonight guys that are too cheap a starting pitch is way too cheap and i started a mini stack for you who are we looking at tonight belly up to the fantasy bar and find out
Welcome in, guys. Tuesday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar once again. Six of my favorite plays for the big Tuesday night slate. Tonight we'll focus on Yahoo pricing, but these are guys I like all across the DFS industry, no matter where you are playing. So, a few things before we get started. Football season right around the corner, guys. Make sure you check out the all-new best ball product on Yahoo. And what is best ball? All you do is draft. If you love drafting, perfect. No in-season management. It'll automatically give you your best lineup each week. No trades, no waivers. Really makes things easy for those that are busy out there and don't have time for all that. Plus, it'll get you ready for your season-long draft. So get over to Yahoo. Make sure you check out their best ball product today. Now, while we're talking baseball, a couple notes here. The weather on the East Coast looking bad, looking like we could get some rainouts here tonight. So we have to make any adjustments. We will do so, but I kind of avoided the games that look like there's no way they're going to play. They may very well play, but we wanted to avoid those. Also, Coors Field back on the docket. You saw 14 runs there last night. You don't need me to tell you to play Coors Field. We're going to give you some bats and some pitchers outside of Coors Field. But feel free to get some exposure of course. Now, let's start with the outfield. Dexter Fowler going to lead us off for $14. So, St. Louis, one of those teams you can really look at outside of Coors. I mean, we're talking about a team total of almost six here for the Cardinals tonight, and Mr. Sparkman had that one good start outside of that. It's really been a disaster, especially against left-handed bats. Giving up a Woba of 388, and ISO approaching 300. The fly ball rate, the hard contact rate, both checking in around 44%. And loves to use that fastball against lefties. Fowler very good against that pitch. 423 Woba and some power as well. A 251 ISO form. So numbers on the surface for Fowler not great against right-handed pitching. But hits that pitch well. Sparkman's not good. And sitting atop this lineup, they're going to score some runs. Really like the prospects for Dexter Fowler. Lead us off here tonight at $14. All right, let's go to the catcher position with more value. Asmani Grandal, $11. So you guys know by now I'm a Brewers fan. Love me some Yasmani Grandal, especially when we're getting him at such a cheap price of $11. And if Gary Sanchez is playing at $10, that is a great play as well. But that's one of those games the weather looks dicey. I'm going to go with Grandal. It could be way lower on. If Sanchez does play, then he'll be popular. But Grandal, quiet box scores here lately. We know recency bias will keep people away. But been very good against lefties. 228 ISO. You see that wall over there, 377. Nice 40% hard contact rate. And Martin Perez, always a guy who wants some exposure to with some power hitters. Gives up some hard contact at 35%. Has already allowed 17 home runs, two right-handed hitters, and a 19% home run to fly ball rate. So the numbers are on our side. The price is definitely on our side. And we have the beer gun on our side as well. Really feeling like Grandal is going to go yard here tonight. Give him those lineups. At just $11. So I like that game a lot. Let's go to the other side with third baseman Miguel Sano, $17. So I think it's a very stackable game here tonight. We don't have to worry about weather in this one. We got two suspect pitchers. And on the Milwaukee side of things, we'll get to Chase Anderson in a minute. But you see the numbers for Sano, righty on righty. It's with a lot of power, a lot of hard contact as well. Almost 52% hard contact against righties. And what do we know about Chase Anderson? has always struggled with reverse splits. And what does that mean? He's not good against right-handed hitters. And this season, no different. 369 Woba allowed. ISO, over 200 allowed. Fly ball rate nearing 40%. Hard contact rate nearing 50%. Miguel Sano in a great spot here tonight for some power. I think he goes yard 
at just $17. All right, starting pitching, a guy that really jumped off the page for me today, Matthew Boyd, just $40. There's no reason this guy should be the ninth highest priced pitcher on a site. DraftKings, he's the sixth highest priced pitcher. Kind of shows you the depth of the pitching position here tonight. But I'm going to take this discount on Matthew Boyd. You talk about a guy with upside, but you also talk about a guy with consistency. Over 20 Yahoo points in 19 of his 24 starts. It was a staggering stat here that he's been that consistent. Just matched up against Seattle. Put up 10 strikeouts in that game. Almost 32 Yahoo points just a couple weeks ago. And when you look at the strikeout potential here, the top five projected hitters for Seattle all have a 24% or higher strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. And we mentioned the Yahoo points. Eight or more strikeouts in seven of his last eight starts. You throw that last one out, struggled against Kansas City, no doubt. But before that, seven of seven with eight or more strikeouts. I think he goes double-digit strikeouts here again tonight. You get all that at just $40. Loving me. Some Matthew Boyd against Seattle. All right, let's spend up on some big boppers. We'll keep them under $20. Outfielder Cody Bellinger, $19. So swinging the power stick. We know what he does. Four home runs now over the last 10 games. You see that big ISO against righties sitting at 353. The Woba over 450 against righties. And Mr. Yamamoto, a lot of hard contact allowed. The surface numbers look good. The ISO, the Woba, nothing alarming there. But when you're giving up a 56% hard contact rate, that is not good against this left-handed heavy Dodgers team. Cody Bellinger, too cheap, big-time upside. Get him in those lineups at $19. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? I want to know who your beast of the night is. Get in the comment section and let me know. And while you're there on YouTube, guys, need two things from you. Subscribe to the channel. Get a lot of great videos coming out of here. Then you'll know when they are coming out. And make sure you click that thumbs up button, guys. That's the tip jar here in the fantasy bar. If you have a good time, if you enjoy the video, that's all I ask in return. Click that thumbs up button. It really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to keep things under $20 once again. Make life easy on you to build lineups. We're going to go with first baseman Pete Alonzo, tonight's beast of the night. So this is another price. Really jumped off the page. Pete Alonzo at just $18. We're talking about a guy that's in the top five in baseball in ISO against left-handed pitching. His 12 home runs, third in the league against left-handed pitching. 52% hard contact rate. A 14% high-value hit rate. And Max Reed, the solid pitcher, no doubt, but not a pitcher I'm going to avoid here with Pete Alonzo. Freed giving up a 40% hard contact rate. You see the home run to fly ball rate definitely generates a lot of ground balls. But when the ball gets up in the air, he's giving up a lot of home runs. 14 home runs already allowed two right-handed hitters. I'll side with Pete Alonzo in this one, especially at a discounted $18 price tag. Pete Alonzo, easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Tuesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, whatever you guys want to talk about, hit that comment section right below the video. You can also reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. If we have any weather issues, we'll make the adjustments in the comment section of the video, also on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, we get through without any weather issues and you guys get through and make some money. We'll be back tomorrow with either a FanDuel or DraftKings six-pack, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Good luck tonight, guys. For RotoGrinders.com, I am Beer Salu. We're out of here.
Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is going on, Rudder Riders? Dean here. It's Dean 704 if you want to get all technical on me. It's actually 502 on the East Coast, uh, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rudder Riders. It's called Riders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And join me today, Stevie TPFL, who's pulling some, uh, you're going through your baseball, going off the old, the most beautiful baseball card in the history of baseball cards. One may argue, I might argue it. It's Ken Griffey Jr., number one at Upper Deck. What's going on, Stevie? Nothing. I totally lost track of time. We're late because of me. Um, if, if our producer didn't call me, I probably would still be sitting in there going through baseball cards. So um, <laughs> found a, old, a bunch, man. I found a ton of baseball cards. So just, you know, I pretty much lost my night now. Um, thing, you know, I got rained back into the computer because I have like 50 lineups on FanDuel that I need to make. Um, I, I decided I wanted to script this slate, like not a full 150, but I'm going to make 50 lineups on FanDuel. I like this slate. So I'm actually playing full disclosure more on Fandle tonight as well because I'm being forced to cash my tickets in. I have I have some tickets in their uh, their forty four dollar contest over there. I've won throughout the last month or so, and uh, you might have to jump back to your to your uh, to your script there. I'm not sure if you caught it. It kind of basically broke before our show, but uh, Jeff Hoffman is now pitching for Gray. I'm not sure if you're aware of that in Colorado. Um, Even of course, better. Yeah, well, that's yeah. My plan was to kind of sort of avoid cores, and that's probably not the plan anymore. We shall see because. I like the pictures there in cores and it's a weird slate. Obviously we'll talk about it in a second. We'll dig in and talk about arms and bats, but the arms are so freaking good. I mean, it's just so hard. I'm having a hard time despite the fact it's a full slate finding places. I love, you know, of course, obviously Arizona is going to become pretty chalky. The Yankees, you know, just absolutely annihilate Baltimore. I said means is like their best pitcher, but still let's, you know, what's that saying? And of course their bullpen is lurking too. Means is not going to go all nine or eight. Um, yeah. Oh, and also uh, Kershaw, of course, got scratched. He's no longer a thing because, uh, what well, you know what? I'm going to take a guess, Stevie. I'm going to take a guess. The reason, one of the things that inspired you to say, screw it, I'm going to script on Fandle today is because May is ridiculously priced over there. And you're just going to say, screw it. I'm just going to lock in May and have some fun. Maybe? Uh, you do know his name, nickname, right? I, I found this out today. Uh, my buddy Josh, I was talking to him. He's a huge Dodgers fan. But you know, do you know his nickname? Yeah, Ginger Garden. Isn't that the best nickname ever? It's pretty solid, yeah. Like, are they trying to make a full leprechaun team? Like, Justin <laughs> Turner, um, you know, May. Like, you know, it's solid, right? Syndergaard was not the block, apparently. No, that was the Grom. The Mets, uh, now are, they have a chance to make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who else is available. Isn't John Gray kind of have a red hair? He's got red hair to some extent, doesn't he? Maybe he's available to go to the Dodgers at some point. But Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other red-haired players that are in the Major League Baseball. It's, uh, it's pretty thin. It, Pepsi is Pepsi available? And I think he's probably no longer in his prime. Yourself, you used to you give a bit of a red hair going on. No, you could be a number five starter. I have brown hair. Oh, it's my beard grows red sometimes. I don't know why. It's starting to turn more gray. If you look at it, it's like I'm starting to get older. So like I'm getting more gray. Like I'm gonna have to lose the beard eventually because I can't go with a gray beard. Oh, embrace it, man. Or you're gonna bust out that just for men? Yeah. No, I'm just going to shave it off. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we don't have a lot of time for pleasantries today, Stevie, because, again, it is a full I know. Story. I wish we had more time. I wanted to tell you about, like, I bought something off Amazon, and it didn't work out, but, it, like, I wanted to tell you about it, Dean, because I, I figured, like, you'd get a good laugh out of it. So I wish we had more time. So next slate that we have a or, – or if we finish up with some time. I, I, oh, so I uh, checked my mail for the first time in two months uh, because I lost my key, and I – Finally got a new key. I got a brand new case for my uh, my iPad. I'm very excited about this. I mean, my buddy Biff hooked me up. You know Biff, uh, Biff Tannen? 
Buford Mad Dog Cannon. Yeah, it's in, it's inside. Look at that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's... How sweet is that, right? There you yeah, go. That... And I got a whole pile of mail. So much get. cooler than mine. <laughs> All right, we got to talk some baseball. Uh, before we do that, of yes, course, we I do. mentioned uh, Fantasy Draft is the sponsor of this show, obviously. Fantasy Draft, you all know what's going down there with the uh, you know the no-rank DFS, 100% of NT fees being paid out to winners 100% of the time. Uh, and you guys know they dropped, of course, their 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 football contest. I'm sure you're excited about that. A million dollars, $20, jump in there, Stevie. Are you going to script that? Because I'm, you know, I was talking to Devin before the show, our producer, and I was like, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm football season when it comes around. I feel like I'm going to be loading up a fantasy draft and, you know, I'm sure I'll play in other sites as well, but why would I not start there first? There's a good chance I max the 20 and the $4 on fantasy draft for week one. Like the value, like I, if I, if I did the math correctly, it's like $15 for the membership for it. If I did it correctly and then to max it, like in the, I have money on there. I don't even think I need to deposit for the 3%. So like everything kind of lines up where it, it I, you know, I'll be able to do it and pay very little, like $15 worth of rake. If you want to call it rake, which it's not rake because you know, it's, it's different. And you know, uh, where you're paying, you know, you're playing against so many more people at 15% rake than you are paying that $15 membership. Like sign me up. So here I did the math the other day and let's say it's, it's $49 99 cents for a month membership. You could spend up to $10,000 in entry fees which is on average about $300 per day. Now, if you spend $10,000 in entry fees on other sites, you're going to be spending somewhere around $1,300, $1,400, $1,500 in rake. Uh, On Fantasy Draft, you're going to be spending that $50 for the membership, $50 as opposed to $1,400, $1,500. And yeah, there's a 3% deposit bonus, but I saw even in the forums, they said if you're going to give like a big deposit, you can do it without the, just check the forums. I think they said there's a way to do it, be like direct, uh, uh, was it money order or something like that? There's a way to do it if, like, if you have a big enough deposit where they would just kind of waive that fee as well. So, um, yeah, check out the forums here at RG. They're, they're definitely active in that. And, like, I know they're the sponsor of the show. We're supposed to, like, pretend we're excited. But, like, there's no reason the math works out. It checks out. It makes a ton of sense. And I really hope other people start playing this because I want this to keep – I want this to be a thing, not just week one, but I'd like to see it being a thing going forward as well. But – all right, there you go. Uh, tonight's slate, Stevie. Uh, we, let's let's go ahead and talk about the arms because the arms are plentiful. You got Lance Lynn versus Toronto, uh, Clevenger versus Sale. Neither one have a particularly great matchup, but they're both awesome pitchers. Obviously, Boyd probably has the best matchup amongst the elites, uh, facing a terrible, terrible Seattle team. Domingo Herman versus Baltimore. Wheeler versus Atlanta. Flaherty's been hot. Uh, you know, a nice ballpark there versus Kansas City. There are a lot of studs. Who's the one you want to talk about first? Um, I was just really quickly, um, kind of scrolling here and and, like, I I like Matt Boyd a lot. They have five lefties in that lineup for Seattle. Like if I'm paying up, it's probably him. Um, not only do they have five lefties, he gets Eric Cooper, who's a really good pitcher's umpire behind the plate. Like everything sets up for Matt Boyd to have a really strong start here. He dominated this team like a month ago or so ago. Um, I I think we see a, a similar performance from him. So if I'm paying up, it's Boyd. You know, we can make an argument for Lance Lynn, Clevenger, Sale, Herman. All those guys are in good spots, and any of those guys would have been our ace yesterday. Yeah. But, like, if I'm going to go up today, I think the best matchup on paper is Matt Boyd, um, you know, raw points-wise. What pitcher on today's slate would not be uh, yesterday's ace? 
they try to find that guy. Wilmer Font, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yesterday's slate. Just because he's throwing an inning, like yeah. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Uh, that was a lot of fun for sure. If you if you didn't have like five or six homers, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, you mentioned Boy, obviously a great matchup there against Seattle. Seattle, terrible team. Uh, you talk about the lefties, the the righties. You know, this season you got 33% uh, K rate versus lefties versus righties, 31% pretty solid too. Uh, the isolated power has been awesome versus lefties, 160. You know, D Gordon, no power there at all, obviously. And the, the other part of it is as far as strikeout ability, their big K guys are all at the top. Malik's 25%, uh, Crawford at 24, Santana 31. You know, Team Girth CEO Vogelbach, don't like to pick on him, but hey, he's going to strike out a fair bit too. 25% collectively. Uh, that's my favorite guy too. Like that's what do we do for tournaments though? Like if we both think Boyd is, is the top, what do we have as far as ownership projection? Is Boyd clearly ahead of everybody else or is it sort of like dispersed? It's still kind of spread out. Like sales still getting a ton of ownership too. Flaherty's going to get some ownership. Um, I think Bumgarner gets some ownership because he's a little under 9k. Um, I think the lowest owned guy will probably be Clevenger if I had to guess um, face in Boston. So like if you're playing the ownership game, I, I think Clevenger, a guy that has strikeout ability against anybody, He's going to be your lowest owned stud on the slate. Um, you know, he's just in a really tough matchup. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, Clevenger, as far as his case, this season, biggest K rate on the slate. Uh, worth noting, Cole is not on the slate, just so you all know. That Houston game, in case you haven't pieced it together, uh, while it's going to be played, the site's just got decided to scratch it. <clears throat> Basically, across the board, I think it's not being played on FanDuel, DK, or Fantasy Draft. Uh, maybe on Yahoo. I don't know. Not really sure. Can't speak to that. Did not do content for that today. Uh, but yeah, Clevenger, obviously, monster K rate. And Sure, in tournaments, you can work him in there. What about uh, Lance Lynn? You know, lefty-ready splits is always pretty uh, kind of a big deal, too. We talk about all these great pitchers, and he's the most expensive, which is like bizarro world. You're just, Rip Van Winkle's waking up and seeing, you know, just catching the middle of the season. You know, Lance Lynn is more expensive than Chris Sale. Uh, but, yeah, that's happening, and it's fully justified. A Toronto team that, you know, we saw absolutely pummel yesterday. This is a different Toronto team than, like, your friend of, like, three months ago. Uh, the, the youth movement is in full force, of course, in Toronto. You know, good young hitters. Are there enough uh, righties there for you to consider Lynn for tournaments or just kind of, you know, it's a scenic route for sure. He can get there, but is it necessary? Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think he'll be low, and I think he'll be under 10%. He's been dominating. He's been pitching really well. Um, what, two lefties? Um, I, I guess if you count Reese McGuire, three lefties in this lineup. <laughs> But, like, really, you're worried about Biggio um, and, and Smoke. I guess McKinney's in there, too. So, they have four lefties in the lineup, technically. Um, like, I'm not saying Lancelin's a bad play. Like, if I'm playing on the draft app, I'm drafting him as, like, a top, you know, three pitcher today. But we live in a salary cap format. And, like, where in what world am I paying 11-3 for Lance Lynn when I can get Boyd for 10-3 or I can get May for 7.5? Like, you know, I just don't see, you know, maybe on FanDuel, like I'm playing 50 teams over there. Maybe I'll mix in a little Lynn just because I don't really love Sale or Clevenger today. I don't really love Weaver. Maybe Herman. Um, Flaherty's going to have a little bit more ownership. So, like, if I'm playing the ownership game on my 50 lineup build, maybe I'll mix in some Lance Lynn over there on FanDuel. Did you say Weaver? Who's, did I admit, who's Weaver? I said Wheeler. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I think like I said Wheeler. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have the chat determine. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm trying to find this baseball card. I'm, I'm I'm distracted a little bit. Which card are you looking for? I have a 2012 Jackie Robinson like jersey commemorative card. So I'm trying to find it and I can't find it anywhere. Okay. Yeah. I I stopped collecting around that time, so I'm not aware what that is. But that sounds 
they've been adding like new sorts of like autograph stuff and <clears throat> they, they have new flair now to get you to buy packs right is that kind of the thing yeah i guess i don't know uh as far as the splits for lynn talk about how dramatic they are versus lefties he's got a 20.8 percent k rate uh, which is not particularly great although he's been good against lefties for what it's worth outside of the case k's are you know it's not dreadful but it's fine uh, but 35 percent k rate there against righties obviously pops jumps off the table uh for tournaments i guess he's interesting but again it's hard to justify I'm seeing a, a big ownership on sale. He's coming off a monster game facing a Cleveland team. You don't necessarily like to pick on. Of course, this Cleveland team is weakened to some degree with Yasiel Puig not being in there. Uh, as far as uh, the rest of their lineup, you know, you got Lindor at the top, doesn't strike out much, and obviously a really, really solid hitter. Only two guys that really strike out a fair bit as far as Perez uh, and Reyes. Um, what are you doing with sale? Because, and also for what it's worth, it might be worth nothing. But historically, Lindor and uh, and Jose Ramirez have hit Sale really well. Uh, I don't, what's your take on Sale? You kind of hit it before. You're not a big fan of tennis, necessarily. Well, like the the problem with Cleveland, th- there's two things. Like um, when it comes to facing Cleveland with with a left-handed pitcher, they're probably not going to crush you. But they're very patient. They walk. They don't strike out very much. Now, like they added Fran Mill, and he's a guy that you know, can go out and, you know, strike out at a high clip. But for the most part, like, a lot of these guys' K rates are under 20%, and they're going to hit ground balls. So, like, this could be a spot that, like, you know, sale goes, like, six or seven clean innings um, and, and strikes out, like, four guys. And two of those strikeouts are, are Reyes. So, like, I think sale is okay. I don't love it because of his ownership. Um, like, if he was going to be lower owned, like, if Kershaw and Cole are still on this slate, sale comes in at minus 10%, um, you know, ownership. And for that, like, then I would have been interested. But with him being one of the higher own, like, upper tier guys, like, I'm I'm a huge Chris Sale fan. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to get Clevenger at, what, an 18th, a, 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 a 15th of the ownership, um, give me Clevenger. Like, you know, same matchup. You know, Boston, they walk a lot. They don't strike out very often. They're better, you know, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the power numbers go. But Clevenger has a 36.5% K rate on the season and Sale has a 35.3%. So, like, if I'm just looking at those two guys, I don't – honestly, I don't really want to play either one of them. But if I had to play one, I'll play the ownership game and I'll play Clevenger in pretty much the same spot as Sale. Yeah, I'm with you. We agree. Uh, I love Sale, too, and I'm probably going to be on him a little bit less than the field. I'm not to say I'm not going to play him at all, but uh, Boyd is the guy that jumps off the table for me, which is, again, so weird that, like, Boyd, again, uh, this is a guy we used to pick on not too long ago. Uh, you know, things change, obviously. And then we work into the mid-tier. I think there's, you, you mentioned Bumgarner. I have a couple guys I prefer over Bumgarner. Give me the, give me the bad bum pitch first. I don't like Bumgarner. I just was looking at ownership and his ownership was a little higher. That's, that's what I was, that's why he came up. Like if I'm looking at Bumgarner, I'm looking at him facing an Oakland team that's losing the DH getting kind of a neutral ballpark shift. Um, but we're looking at this team and they've been great against left-handed pitching all season. Um, Chapman, Simeon, Kana, Pinder, Piscotti, like all these guys have above average numbers against left-handed pitching. So I don't really want Bumgarner here. Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Yeah, it's going to be nice and, what, 65 degrees. Like, everything says you can take a shot on Bumgarner here outside of the fact that why am I playing Bumgarner at higher ownership than some guys in this range that are in better spots? Yeah, I I, I think he's fine from a run prevention perspective, but from the strikeout perspective, like you said, 
this Oakland team was not striking out a lot at all. 17.2%. Of course, they're going to be grabbing, you know, they're losing their DH and grabbing, you know, the hitters, the pitcher's going to hit. So that's uh, a hit to some degree. It's a negative, obviously. But everybody else, there's not anybody in the red. You know, if, if you fire up the plate IQ, the biggest strikeout guy versus lefties this year is Pinder at 20.8%. Piscotti, 198 But collectively, 17.2%. Um, you you kind of hinted at it before, and this is especially on Fandle, but even on DK, even on Fancy Draft, you know, Dustin May uh, against Miami and all those righties, and it's not just the standard righties. You know, Rojas is out of that lineup, one, one of their contact guys. Prado no longer there either. Uh, they got Lewis Brinson in there. He strikes in a ton. They got Alfaro in there. He strikes in a ton. Uh, May probably goes five to six innings. Uh, great ballpark, obviously. Uh, good chance to grab a W, too. We'll take those four points. Why not? And the price is really fair, and it's especially fair, almost egregiously fair, on Fanduel and like over there, he's probably what 40 50 percent owned in tournaments. It's got to be a big number, right? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be high. Dustin May is gonna be the the highest owned pitcher on the slate. Like everybody knows, he's a talented young prospect. He has a good umpire behind the plate. He's facing the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching. Like there's no secret here. Like if you're gonna take a stand, take it over. Um, in my opinion, like I I I, I like this spot for him. I, I think there's some pivots, Dean. I, I do. Like, um, I actually like Chase Anderson a lot today. Like, just looking at that lineup for Chase Anderson, he's been using that changeup. He's been generating strikeouts against lefties. Um, that lineup came out, and there's only – there's three left righties in there. So, like, it's a very left-handed heavy lineup, and that's kind of what Chase Anderson needed. He's very reverse splits this season. Um, his pitch type is just one of those things where – like on DK, if I'm looking for an SP2 to pivot off of May to be unchalky, FanDuel, like I'm just loading up on May. Like I'll, I'll probably play May on 30 or 30 to 40 of my teams. Like I'm I'm not going to be cute. Uh, but like on DraftKings, like Chase Anderson, the lineup came out exactly what he needed. As long as Garver or Crone or, you know, Sano don't hit a multi multi home run game, like Chase Anderson has some upside here at, you know, 5.8K. Yeah, I mean, not a ton of Ks there, but Garver and Sano will certainly strike out for sure. And the pitcher as well, which is a nice little bump. But what do you need at it? What do you need at Anderson? Like 18 to 22 points? Is that what you're looking for, basically? Yeah, but I don't want him to strike out the righties. Like, I know he's going to struggle against the righties. I want him to strike out the lefties. Uh, that's where he, like, everybody gets Anderson kind of mixed up. Like, Chase Anderson is a guy that is just a lefty, uh, a lefty killer. Like, look at Chase Anderson 240 Woba, 138 ISO his soft contact rate to hard contact rates, 9.1%, like 22% K rate doesn't walk lefties. Like this is a lineup that is, is really good for Chase Anderson. Could it bust? Sure. But like, if I'm looking for a guy that's going to be less than 10% owned, probably closer to 5% to get off of a, a 30 to 40% owned Dustin May, like Anderson's a guy like Max Freed's another guy, but Freed is a guy that's going to be pushing almost probably half the ownership of Dustin May. And, you know, I, I like Max Freed. He was one, one of my favorite pitchers before the Dustin May came out. But I, I think Freed's very, very playable here. Yeah, and I agree with you as far as Anderson. The price is really, really good. It, it's pretty appealing there as far as, as your SP2 on DK and Fantasy Draft as well. Uh, my only issue is like, you know, the lefties in that team. But granted, I agree, he's reverse splitsy, obviously. But those lefties, they just don't strike out. And Anderson's like, while well, he's good against lefties, he's not striking them out either. We're talking like 22% of the season. Kepler at 16%, Belongo 15%. Rosario 12 you know these guys don't strike out a lot but they're also probably not going to smash I don't want to like interrupt you but go look at their whiff rates on changeups that's his strikeout pitch against lefties like 
changeup cutter combo is what he uses against left-handed guys. And when you start digging into the stats, like Rosario has good numbers, but you know, when you look at Kepler and you look at Polanco, like Kepler has a, a 265 X Woba against left-handed or right-handed changeups. Like when you dig into the numbers, like the matchup is really good for Chase Anderson as far as advanced numbers go. So obviously this ballpark's good for left-handed hitters. We, we love left-handed hitters in Milwaukee. It's, it's no secret. Like, why do you think Yelich has excelled so much in this ballpark? But like when you were just looking at this overall, like when we start digging into the numbers more, this is a really good spot for Chase Anderson. He's cheap and he's going to be very low on. So four and a half K prop, you're saying smash the over Anderson. I would take the over if I could legally bet it. Yes. Uh, you, you know a guy. I'm sure you know a guy. Or you know a guy who knows a guy. I use a guy for, you know, <laughs> I know a guy once a week. Um, <laughs> I don't like bugging that guy more than once a week. Fair enough. Uh, one of my other guys that I like uh, in the mid-tier is Flaherty. Flaherty has been good of late. It feels He's like the, the mid-tier, Dean. He's in the top tier. He's like 9K plus. Well, how many? No, he's not not plus. He's just 9K flat. <laughs> I thought he was 91. So <laughs> I'm wrong. You're right. He's 9K. You're right. So, okay. What's the, okay. So we have the upper tier and the mid tier. He's in between those two tiers. He's not upper tier. He's close enough to the upper tier. Like, uh, okay. So he's not over 10K. Um, he, he's a slight discount to the upper tier. There you go. Whatever tier we want to call that. I don't know. Okay. Whatever you want to call him. He's between the two. However you want to phrase that. Uh, he's facing a candidate team. It's a, you know, you know, two different worlds. The top half of that lineup is pretty solid. The bottom half is dreadful. Uh, ballpark is nice. Of course, he's going to grab, you know, a DH, but whatever the DH is probably not going to be very good. Is a Rhino Hearn or something like that. He's terrible. Uh, you know, is Flaherty not somebody you're considering? He's, he's been hot. If that's something that does something for you. It's a good matchup. Based in Kansas city, obviously you can go out and have a good game here. It's just, on DK, um, if I'm paying up o- over, like, I want to go up all the way. Um, I-, I-, I get the love for him today. I- I've seen a lot of people write up Flaherty today, and I think that it's really justified when you're looking at this lineup. You know, it- it's a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. Flaherty's really good against righties. Like, even the lefties that are in there, maybe you're really – maybe you're a little worried about Alex Gordon. He doesn't K a lot. His contact um, – you know, he's very good contact hitter. So maybe you're a little worried about him. You're not typically worried about Ryan O'Hearn. Um, you know, he's a guy that has really struggled in his second year. Uh, you're definitely not worried about Nicky Lopez. Um, so the matchup is fantastic for Flaherty. Like, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I, I think that if you want to play Flaherty, I, I think it's a good spot to play Flaherty. Um, he's just not a guy that I love today. Like, I, I get the love for him. I would not talk anybody off of him. He's just not a guy that I love today. Like, he's 8900 on FanDuel. I think that price is super fair, but uh, again, Dustin May's fifty eight hundred on Fanduel, so you know that's that's what we're comparing to. Fork on the road over there for sure. I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do with my lineups, but I'm I'm definitely gonna make a couple pivots just because you know it's possible May goes like five innings and a third, doesn't get the QS, you know, racks up ninety ish pitches or so, gives up two earned runs and strikes out six, and that's perfectly fine. It could but easily like, bust. It's baseball. It's Miami. They've been busting top end pitchers all year. There are so many other pitchers that are worth talking about. Well, I wouldn't say so many, but like the Mingo home run versus Baltimore is certainly in play for me in the conversation. I like McKay, you know, uh, jumping to the NL. And the thing, you know, we're always concerned about pitchers getting pitch hit for, but like, well, McKay probably doesn't have a long leash, but he's not going to get pitch hit for, right? Because he can actually hit the baseball. He's a legitimate hitter. So like if his spot's up in the fifth or sixth inning, I'd imagine he's going to, he's going to take a couple of hacks. 
Uh, I also think we have to talk about Pannoni, who was uh, the punt du jour today, is he not? Yeah, he, he certainly is. Um, I tagged him in salary today on, on, on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft because if you're using an SP2 like, and just want to go down, like I wouldn't do it on Yahoo. I think um, May is min salary on Yahoo today as far as pitching goes. So I don't think you have to do it on Yahoo. But on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, if you're looking for an SP2 that you're just going to be like, all right, I'm just throwing my hands up in the air, seeing what sticks. Um, you know, he, he's certainly an option. I hate the fact that he's not starting. I, I really hate that. But Why does it bother you? That doesn't bother me. Because I pitched. Um, I, I, <laughs> I just, honestly, I was a terrible reliever. I was awful at it. But I was really good at starting games. Like, I would get my proper workout in and all that stuff, my proper warm-up. Like, and when I had to come in and pitch in relief, I was always really terrible at it. Like, And, you know, just from that mentality – I, the, the only other issue that I have here is he's probably going to be pretty popular. Like, he, he's the option down there, and it's pretty clear cut. It's funny you said, I mean, you played on a much different level than me, but like when I played, I, I'm a lefty and I hated hitting lefties. So, like, I don't like rostering lefty and lefty because that's where my head is at. Like, I don't realize these guys are professionals. <laughs> but, like, you know, of course I'll roster him sometimes. So that's my first thought. It's like, oh, lefty and lefty, who wants that? Can I give you the counter as far as Pannoni not starting? Because now he's not going to face Chu, Santana, Elvis. He's going to, you know, the first batter he might face could be, you know, Ruben Odor. So that's the top of the order for him. Ruben Odor, then Forsythe, then the Shields, then Mathis. He is Jeff Mathis, batting cleanup, hypothetically. Isn't that an upgrade? I guess. I I get it. Like, you know, I kind of want Pence to be the last out that he, you know, then he comes in after that. Like, you know, if that happens where – the first guy he's facing is Ordor, and then he's getting, like, foresight into shields. Like, you know, Jeff Mathis is the GOAT, so he might take him yard, but outside he's of that. Goat to what? Terrible catchers? Dude, Did he Jeff, bring you a once? He's not good. Don't ever hate on Jeff Mathis. <laughs> I mean, it's not hate. It's just facts. He's not He's not good at – He is. He's the GOAT 2K catcher, man. Oh, well, now you're putting a qualifier. You're basically saying he's better than Max Stassi. That's all you're saying. You should that. listen to the podcast, team. <laughs> Well, what did I miss about Jeff Mathis? I there are so many running Jeff Mathis jokes. Um. <laughs> oh man, I yeah, I, I don't. As far as when you put the qualifier, as far as to get catchers, okay, fair enough. It's then deciding to have him and Max Stassi. Like yeah, him and Jansen was the goat there for a little while. <laughs> oh boy, his home runs in like ten games or something like that, and he never got over three K, and then he got over three K and stopped hitting. He was perfect. He banged one out last night off of uh. To, uh, actually, he banged that one out last night off of Jeff Mathis. There you go. Jeff Mathis was throwing baseballs in the ninth inning or the eighth inning, whatever it was. He, like he can do it all. <laughs> he can swing and miss, and he can give up home runs. Why would you? Right, all around utility catcher. <laughs> he can suck at any position. He's very versatile. I've taken many zeros from Jeff Mathis this season. And I have every single one of them. Uh, all right, give me a summary as far as arms. It's a big summary because there's a lot of arms out there, but uh, see what you can do with it. Uh, Dean and I both like Boyd. Um, Boyd is a guy that, you know, with all those lefties in the lineup, an extreme pitcher's umpire behind the plate, like he just sets the build. Sale and Clevenger, um, both facing teams that don't strike out a lot. Lance Lynn's in a great spot. He's just really expensive. Domingo Herman's facing Baltimore. They strike out a lot. We didn't really talk about Zach Wheeler. He's facing Atlanta in Atlanta. It's not the best matchup in the world for him. Flaherty has a fantastic matchup against Kansas City. Um, we're not going to talk you off of that. His ownership continues to increase as the day goes on. Bumgarner has a bad matchup against a team that, you know, is hitting left-handed pitching really well. 
Dustin Mays the chalk. He's facing Miami Marlins in Miami, getting a ballpark upgrade, facing a team that's the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching with a great umpire behind the plate, cheap pivots, Max Freed, Chase Anderson, and if you want to take the full-on punt, Thomas Pannoni um, is the full-on punt. So I think I summarized and didn't miss anybody. You got you got the, you got the majority of it. It's a lot to go up, go down, obviously. Um, as far as uh, you, you mentioned maybe in the chalk, is he chalky on DK and Fanstrap as well? Is he like the SP2 for yes. some people? or Yes. Yeah. Maybe play him in Flaherty or something like that, and you can have kind of a little bit of both pretty good arms and you know get a couple extra bats as well if you're not going to step all the way up to a guy like Boyd or Sale. Uh, going to talk about bats in just a second, Steve. You do want to mention uh, the RG badge deal. You guys are – we talk about this every single day. Don't want to run on and on and on because you got to talk about some hitters in a second. But got to give the proper shout-outs to the new people that are rocking the Rotor Grinders badge out there. Of course, if you rock the Rotor Grinders badge and you finish in the top ten of certain contests while wearing it, you get yourself one month of RG premium. Let's shout out center field nine and room time. That's time with the Y for those scoring at home. Welcome to rocking the RG badge. All right, Stevie sticks bats. Is there one guy? Is there a team? Is there a core play that we're focusing on before we break it down position by position? Um, I like Arizona a lot more now, uh, obviously, but I like the Rockies. I think that whole game is certainly a game, but, team that really stands out to me is the Phillies. Like, they're a little underpriced. They get a matchup here with Jose Quintana. It's a good ballpark. If the weather kind of scares people off and we get lower ownership at these guys, but I really, really like this spot for the Philadelphia Phillies. Hoskins, Segura, uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of these guys um, as we get going here. We got Big T in the chat. He, he doesn't realize uh, May's nickname, apparently, or he's giving him a sub-nickname. He just says, imagine fading Big Red at 5.8K. I assume that's what he's talking about, right? He's talking about oh, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, he just gave him a – isn't Big Red like also like a soft drink beverage and like gum? It's a lot of things. I know it's a gum, right? Yeah. I think it's a gum. I don't know. I'm not really well in tune with gum these days. But uh, all right, catchers. You know, your boy Jeff Mathis is, you know, still a minimum, obviously. Did he even crack the lineup? I assume he did. But I think uh, – well, speaking of Big T, he would say this guy's the GOAT, Gary Sanchez. He seems a little bit too cheap, does he not? Yeah, good matchup for Sanchez. Means much higher strikeout rate against lefties and righties. The Yankees, uh, one of the top stacks on the slate, no doubt about it. Uh, he projects as one of the highest um, you know, projected catchers on the slate. He projects as one of the highest owned catchers on the slate for sure. So if you're paying up, Gary Sanchez is the option. I don't hate Alex Avilia as a pivot. Um, they're the same price range or I guess Avilia is a little bit more expensive, but, you know, Hoffman in cores, Alex Avilia, really high hard hit rate against right handed pitching this season. So if you're looking for maybe a pivot, um, don't hate JT Romuto, Travis Darno, those are guys, you know, in, in the platoon advantage matchups here, but if you're paying down team 3.3 K Tony Walters. Um, he's hitting the ball really well over the last 10 games. Like not a guy that were, is really known for his stick, but batting 346 over the last 10 games gets a matchup here with young Zach Gollin, who we all know is very talented, but he's going to be making his first ever start in cores. He's a fastball curveball guy. Just not going to get the, the movement on his curveball that he does in other places. So I, I think looking at some of these Rockies bats, and then, you know, obviously if you want to punt, Jeff Mathis is a salary. Yeah, that's my hangup. I really like Gallon. Uh, I, I like, you know, I think he's going to stick it to the Marlins every five days. Maybe not today necessarily because he's facing, facing cores. And What were they thinking? They're complete buffoons. They're the Marlins. They're idiots. They don't know if no other team was aware that Gallon was on the uh, was on the block. Like they just went to they wanted a shortstop prospect. Apparently, I don't understand. And he's super cheap. Now. 
I don't know what they were thinking, but they're it's the Marlins. They got so much more for him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, they could have made. A, they could have got much better prospects in the open market, and then Jazz might be good. The dude, they got, but like it's still just really goofy. Um, nonetheless, uh, there, there's my. I filled the quota for my Marlins are terrible rant for the day. They crossed that one off your bingo card as well. Um, and but like you said, like the mentality of first time ever in cores and. It's, I mean, that's got to be something to, you know, you have the pitcher's mentality. It's got to be something to kind of mess with you. And you always mentioned the curveball is one of his featured pitches. And, you know, we know how the, the, the elevation affects that curve too. So I'm a little bit torn. I'm probably going to have less Rockies than most just because I'm a Gallon truther. Uh, you know, and I'm either with you, though. Like, I'm a huge Gallon fan. I, like, I still don't understand the, the move. Like, well, we, we say this every other year, it seems like, with the Marlins. Like, they, they make dumb moves. Like, they trade away Yelich, Ozuna, like they trade away like like a, a contending a contending roster to nothing. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, and they had an owner that was willing to keep him and pay him for what it's worth. But Major League Baseball, well, it's not worth getting into. But basically, they wanted Jeter's group because they wanted the flair of uh, you know having Jeter's name on it, and they opted to have him just sell everybody off. But uh, all right, not going to take any more shots at my Marlins for today. We're going, we're just smashing the over now. Yeah, otherwise, catcher is just whatever. It is what it is. It's kind of a disaster. Nothing terribly sexy, obviously. You want to complete your stack, so be it. Grandal versus Perez, no issue there. Um, you know, uh, otherwise, it's just sort of – Somebody like, said um, John Hicks at 3.1K. Kikuchi's not great. Yeah. I get it. I, I'd rather play Walters for $200 more, though. Uh, a lefty and McGuire. I'm just looking – you know, Mathis did crack the lineup for what it's worth, by the way. So, Mathis is in there. Right, 2.K. Yeah, we did just Point. talk about it. All right, let's jump to first base. I'm tired of talking about catcher. It's a disaster. First, there's a lot of options. Uh, it sounds like – are you going to be on Reese? Because you said you like the Phillies. Reese is uh, – Yeah, I love, love Hoskins today. Like, Quintana – Quintana's not a guy that you, like, typically pick on. But when you start digging into the advanced numbers today for the Phillies, you're going to love the Phillies today. So, if you haven't done that already, uh, go do it. Like, it's just a really good spot when we look at – all these Phillies guys, like one through six, um, all really stand out to me today. But Hoskins, massive fly ball guy, 51% hard hit rate, like everything, Expova, all that stuff point to playing him today. So Quintana's a guy that's given up a lot of hard contact to righties this season. His strikeout rate's still decent, but these guys are guys that I really like. So we're going to talk about Sangura here in a little while. He's really sneaky good against lefties this season. So, uh, But, yeah, Hoskins is a guy that I really like. Um you know, especially at like his price point, I think his price point's just down a little bit from him slumping a little bit. Um, if you're going all the way to the top, I love Freddie Freeman as a, as a tournament play today. He's under 5% owned. He has crushed Zach Wheeler throughout his career. Makes a ton of sense. Wheeler struggles more with lefties. Um, I don't have the BVP up in front of me. I just know Freeman hits Wheeler well. They see each other a lot. So I think Freeman to be low owned at 5.1K and Paul Goldschmidt is cheap against Glenn Sparkman. Like, if you're looking for a cheaper, you know, mid-tier option, um, as Dean would say. Uh, <laughs> apparently in play, but... Well played. <laughs> and, you know, we talked a lot about the Marlins, but Yamamoto's a fraud. Uh, we're seeing it more and more. Um, so, if you want to play... Who would have said that a month ago when he was... That's the reason... I've been saying it for a month and a half. He's terrible. The Marlins were like, we got Yamamoto. We don't need... Why do we need uh, Zach? Let's, let's get rid of this guy. Yamamoto's going to be a stud. And then all of a sudden... You know, he, he was through his first 30 innings with zero home runs. They should have traded him because the massive fly ball guy gives up a ton of hard contact. Like, that's just not going to work out. I love the Dodgers today. I, I look at the slate today, and I don't love it. I loved it less. You know, I, I, I didn't really want to play Arizona either against Gray. 
and the Dodgers were kind of like my pivot team. Um, and I, you know, of course, that ballpark who wants to roster that? Okay, so instead of hitting the ball twenty rows up, they'll hit a five rows up against Yamamoto. Yamamoto's terrible. Uh, you know, and he, by the way, speaking of Christian Yelich, he was in that Christian Yelich trade. There you go. Um, good, good job, Brewers. <laughs> Pat yourselves on the back. I can't believe they traded away future stud Jordan. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like you know, you know, he's probably not going to be in the major. Nice guys get you nowhere. The uh, weather, by the way, has been updated for what it's worth. Roth, of course, will be on crunch time next. He'll give you the most up-to-date update as far as what's going down. Stevie, I'm not sure if you're taking a peek just yet, but it was updated as of, I believe, 4.05 Central Time, so that would be about 30 minutes ago. Doesn't look like anything's too dicey out there just yet. Seeing uh, pop-ups in Atlanta for what it's worth, as always. Uh, green, yellow in Colorado. Philadelphia, yellow, green for what it's worth as well, but again, You'll get a better update on crunch time. It's uh, Tuttle and Roth today if you guys are free members. Of course, they take you guys all the way up the lock. Uh, by the way, Freeman, for what it's worth, just took a peek here. 12 for 24, three doubles, two dongs, seven strikeouts, 500 batting average, 1.524 OPS, a 607 Woba. Uh, anybody else at first that you want to feature? Of course, there's a plethora of options. Smoke is pretty cheap if you want a, a lefty against Lynn. I don't mind that if you have to fully punt. Um, there was somebody else I liked as far as my uh, lefties, and now I'm losing my name. But you got to know who's we don't know who's playing yet for Colorado. Like whether it be um, Murphy or Alonzo, they're both pretty cheap. So uh, either one of those guys are in play. Got a flash flood warning, by the way. If you're hearing some uh, thunder and good stuff in the background, it's going down in Nashville as of right now. Get some cover. Uh, hit up the Keystone position, second base. What do you have for me? Um, second base is, is kind of chalky today for me. Like I like a lot of people. I like Torres. Um, I don't see a reason to, you know, kind of fade him in the spot means not a big K rate. Torres is really hot at the plate right now. So, um, you know, I think that Torres is very, very interesting. Um, if you want to pay up, you know, Marte Escobar always, uh, or Escobar is he even Escobar's not in the lineup today. So, um, cross him off the list. Yeah. So, like, I think that uh, Marte, always an option. Um, you know, we talked about Muncie a little bit. Van Meter, you can play him at second base against Ross. But second base is a position that, like, my player pull at second base is pretty limited. Um, you know, maybe Cowie, Howie Kendrick, but, you know, pretty much it's Torres, a lot of Torres for me today. And if you're playing, uh, you said you're playing over there in Fandle, I think I saw something in the chat. They were talking about Rojas being 2K. Uh, I think Josh Rojas is 2K in Fandle which seems cheap. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Uh, you, ro you roster Rojas, you roster Bay. And Rojas, gonna, and a prospect, in cores, 2K. Yay. I don't know much about him, to be honest. If you dug into who Rojas is, I just saw he kind of popped up yesterday. Uh, I became aware of his existence, but I don't know much about him. I'm, do we know what his, uh, like his vital league stuff is? Or I know he's just 2K and he's in cores, so that's good enough, right? But He's 2K in cores facing um a, a, a pitcher that's not that great um he was an astro i don't know which deal he was involved but he was with houston um he's decent like his his ops numbers were really good um always his iso and ops numbers were really good he, he's a guy that doesn't k a lot that has a little bit of power so i forget which trade he was involved in but i know he was an astro like he was one of the prospects with the, the houston astros uh, I thought he was an outfielder. Is he playing the infield for them? Yeah, well, it says outfield as well on fan graphs. I just wanted to pull up his fan graphs card. Maybe Marte's playing second, and he's playing in the outfield? 
25 years old uh, as far as the projection models. Uh, the bat has him as an 86 WRC plus. Steamer's got him a 98 WRC plus uh, in the minors this year. We well, don't care about WRC plus. What's his ISO numbers projected at? That's hey, you know, AAA this year uh, for the Astros. Yeah, like you said, for the Astros, AAA this year, 12 homers, 19 stolen bases. So he's got Jack in the back potential there. Uh, as far as his ISO numbers, I don't know if I see them. Maybe I'm missing them. Nonetheless, whatever. He's 2K. We're spending too much time on this guy. Uh, what okay. else? Are we done with 2K or are we moving on? I mean, we're done with the second base and we went on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't see any more 2K options. So, yeah, we can move on. Hot corner, third pick. Oh, well, let me ask you this. Torres, uh, amongst – how many home runs does Torres have versus Baltimore this year? Do you know this? I know – I don't know. So, he's got 26 homers collectively. He's got 13 homers versus the Orioles. Does that say more about Baltimore or more about Torres? Maybe he's not as good. I don't know. It's just I just thought it was interesting. But uh, Hey, listen, yeah. he's playing Baltimore today, and it's DFS. I don't care. Anything. Baltimore's getting them paid. That's all that matters. That's right. Get that check. He, he should get twenty percent of his uh, of his next paycheck <laughs> to Ashman. Uh, third base. What do you have for me? Um, obviously at the top you got Nolan Arenado. We talked about Gollin. Um, you know with Escobar off the table now. You know Nolan Arenado's a really strong play. Um, staying in that game. I know on Fanduel Jake Lamb's first base, but he's third base on DK. Lamb's looking healthier and healthier every day. So, I, I honestly, I don't mind Jake Lamb here. Um, Ursula is batting third against Means. You know, you can play LeMahieu at third if you want. Anthony Rendon's facing a lefty. He's really expensive. He'll be pretty low on. Um, we talked about Chase Anderson having reverse splits. If you see Miguel Sano cheap on any of the sites, like, I don't mind him. Um, Chris Bryan against Vargas. Yeah, like, you know, Chapman's really cheap. Matt Carpenter's really cheap. If you want to go down under 4K, those guys are in play. There's a lot of options at third base. Your mic's off, Dean, rookie. Ah! My favorite Twitter play at third base. Mine is Rendon. Who is yours? Your favorite tournament play is that, is, or turtle play? What did you say? I meant to say tournament, but, like, maybe he's a turtle play too. I don't know. My 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 favorite tournament play is probably Jake Lamb. Like I've I've watched him over the last um, week or so, and he he's just looked a little bit better. Like he looks healthier. He hit an oppo homer last night, and it looked just like a good. You know, every once in a while you see his balls like it looks like there's no chance it's going to go out, but it just keeps carrying. And the ball has been suspicious this year for sure. That was one of those homers last night, but uh, he did get double swapped out, which is I don't know somewhat of a concern. I'm not sure how many lefties they have there working in Colorado, but. But if he bangs one out before he leaves, who cares, right? Uh, let's jump to shortstop. What do you have for me as far as the shortstop position? Yeah, I already kind of talked about Gene Segura. I really like him today. Like, when we look at Segura's numbers this season, 9% K rate, 6% walk rate. So, high high elite um, contact skills. But the thing that really stands out to me, Dean, is he has a 335.4 average air distance against lefties this season with a 91% contact rate. Like, you're telling me – with his high ISO numbers and uh, elite contact skills that his average air distance is 335.4. Like his average air distance is almost a home run in most ballparks down the left field line. So facing Quintana here, I think that Singura is probably my favorite shortstop play. And honestly, it's probably not even that close. Like I think there's a bunch of options at shortstop. Obviously you can play Torres at shortstop as well, but with Segura being under 4K, batting fourth um, here against Quintana with all those, you know, advanced numbers kind of pointing me towards him, under 10% ownership, like, I really like Gene Segura today. Yeah, we talked about Torres. You can play at shortstop. A story, of course, if you have all the money in the world. But 
Uh, we both seem to like Zach to some degree. Of course, you know, Story can still bang it out. Turner is a little bit too cheap on Fandle for what it's worth. Pretty reasonable price, uh, you know, market price on, on, on Fanny's draft and, and on DK as well. Uh, if you want to pick on Jason Vargas, hi, Big T. Uh, he's going to give up a homer or two, most likely, but he's probably not going not to space completely punched in. But Javi Baez can certainly take him deep. DeJong is a little bit cheap, cheaper than he probably should be uh, for facing Sparkman. I said that ballpark stinks, but, you know, Sparkman is not particularly good either. Uh, anybody else up there at shortstop or shall we jump in the outfield? I wanted to, you know, talk about some outfielders. I want to get your stacks. I want to get some homers. I want to do a screen share. I want to talk to the chat, get a bunch of questions knocked out. So if you're good for moving on from shortstop, uh, let's hit up the outfield and see what you have for me. Yeah, the only other name that I want to mention is Manny Machado. He's facing McKay. McKay is talented, but Manny Machado is 4.1K and he's been a lead against left-handed pitching this season. So you want a late night hammer. Machado's cheap, uh, cheap enough. Uh, I know it's not the best matchup in the world. Uh, if you read Cheese's musings today, Cheese uh, made me feel better about keep on. <laughs> I just keep on rostering Judge to some degree, and he talked about you know he's cold and the surface numbers are not good, but he's still hitting the ball hard. He's not striking out like an inordinate amount of times. He's walking a fair bit. Uh, he's, cer- he's certainly priced out. He's facing Means, who's like one of the better Baltimore pitchers, but of course that terrible bullpen is lurking as well. What are you doing with an underpriced Aaron Judge? Loading up on him. Um, I did not read the article by Cheese. Always an awesome article to read. But, like, 64% hard hit rate, 97 average exit velocity against lefties this season. I like to target Judge against strikeout or less strikeout pitchers. So, a guy like Means who has a 17% K rate against righties this season, like, this fits the build for an Aaron Judge spot. This fits the build, honestly, for the whole Yankees lineup outside of maybe, like, a Brett Gardner who – is just not good at, uh, you know, at, at all against lefties right now. So He's not playing uh, anyway. He's even better. Um, <laughs> my plate IQ hadn't updated yet, and he was still in the projected lineup. So um, I think that, obviously, like, Judge is, is just one of the highest highest projected, um, you know, home run chances on the slate for me. So I, I really like him, and, you know, you talked about the price, so – like my two highest, you know, home run prop guys today in my model. Um, Can I guess? Yeah. Chris Bryant? No. Nope. Uh, Castellanos? No. Nope. Bellinger? It is a Dodger, but no. Wait, is, oh, it's Jock Jams. It is Jock Jams. Yeah, I like him too. Peterson and Judge, um, batted ball profile wise. Like I, my my model takes into batted ball profile wise. They they have the two highest home run numbers on my on my model today. What do you have for me as far as a uh, mid tier uh, outfielders? I think it's going to be Winker that people are going to play against Joe Ross, who you know is kind of smoking mirrors so far at this point. Van Meter as well, kind of a little buried in the lineup, not buried but lower in the order. You got the Punisher Aquino going absolutely nuts. That dude's banging out homers on the rig every single game. Uh, you know, Ross, of course, you tend to want to uh, pick on him with uh, lefties as opposed to righties, but Aquino, you don't care. Like, he's not going to keep homering every single day. Like, spoiler alert, that's not going to happen, but maybe he homers tonight. Uh, give me a couple of other outfielders that are, that are kind of uh, working their way in your model or you're kind of working your way into tournaments. Um, I think Hunter Renfro, uh, 4.5K. You know, he's another guy. Like, I, I respect Brandon McKay. I think he's a really talented young pitcher. But, like, the Padres' ISO numbers against left-handed pitching, they're really high, and, like, they're not priced up like some of these other teams. You know, we talked about Judge in that mid-tier. Um, Jock Peterson, I talked about him. He's 4.1, 4.3K against Yamamoto. Um, if Cole Calhoun cracks the lineup batting leadoff, like, he's in play against Trevor Williams, um, 4.2K. 
yeah, you talked about the Reds, Van Meter and Winker. They're both cheap. Dexter Fowler is batting leadoff against Glenn Sparkman. He's under 4K. Like, he's in play. Um, so, plenty of options in that mid-tier. Um, obviously, if you want to pay up, Trout, Blackman, Marte, um, Bellinger, all those guys in play. All right, Stevie, I'm going to fire up the old lineup HQ, see if anything interesting here that we want to share for the people, the little screen share. Uh, ownership, obviously, fluid, always changing. And actually, I think it changed a little bit ago because – Looks like we've seen an adjustment. You've moved the needle, uh, Stevie. Because Dustin May is now the most uh, uh, highly sought-after guy as far as ownership, at least supporting our projections as of right now. Uh, on DK as well, I assume that's the, the same as fantasy draft, 29%. Then Boyd at 25%. Man, I wish we weren't – I don't like being on Boyd like as like the most popular guy. I wish that wasn't the case necessarily. Sale there as well. Then Pannoni is a full punt. You talked about free, then Flaherty, Mad Bum. Who, who uh, kind of stands out here as far as ownership? Maybe somebody – you're going to be heavily over or heavily under on? Um, I'll be over on May. I know he's the highest known pitcher and it's baseball, but I'll take my chances. If he gets rocked here by Miami, I'm perfectly okay with that. Moving on to the next slate. Like, uh, you know, I think taking a stand on him, Chris sales ownership stands out to me at 25%. Like, I, I haven't refreshed. Maybe I should refresh. Is it still yeah, 25%? I believe it. I believe it moved. That's 21 now. So it's still over 20%. Um, it's just not a matchup where he, he projects to get a ton of strikeouts. So he is Chris Sale. He Point per dollar, or not point per dollar, raw point-wise, he's going to pop on a lot of the projections as the highest projected pitcher on the slate. I still like Boyd more. Um, Domingo Harmon's ownership is really, really interesting, Dean. Like, I, I know he's 10K. But if everybody's going to play Flaherty, Boyd, and Sale, like Domingo Herman's facing Baltimore, and he's projected under 5%, and he's a guy that has plenty of strikeout ability. So I really like that. Um, Chase Anderson's percentage went from 5% to 10% since the start of this show. You moved the needle, Stevie. Look at that. Look, look at the power you wield. With great power comes great responsibility. I heard that somewhere before. Uh, just understand what, what you do to the people now. That, that's a big deal. And I, I actually agree. I think 5% is too low. Uh, and he's, he's definitely a well positioned there to be decent enough. Like, you know, he's probably going to get up a homer because that Minnesota team pounds, but he should be okay. Uh, and I fired up just to show people we talk about plate IQ all the time. Here's the plate IQ as far as Domingo Harmon. And we kind of sort of breeze past him just because, you know, victim of the slate. If he pitched yesterday, he would have been the chalkiest of the chalk, right? Uh, but this Baltimore lineup, of course, not very good. Uh, there is some power in it for what it's worth, but, uh, you know, otherwise. Not much to fear, obviously. I wanted to see uh, – people love to see the the ownership – I'm sorry, the umpire data. We have an extreme pitcher's umpire for both Boyd and for May. And I believe there is another extreme – extreme hitter's umpire somewhere. Yeah, Ross and Wood. That's a – is that game sneaky good for bats? I think it is. I think it's a good pivot game. It is an interesting game for bats. Um, I like Alex Wood. He just – yeah. All right. Uh, give me your favorite stack, Stevie, and then give me three dudes that are going to bang out some homers. We have some questions loading up here in chat. I think my favorite stack's the uh, I don't think that's anything crazy. Um, my favorite low-owned stack is the Dodgers. You know, when we were just talking about, like, plate IQ and everything, and we're, we're looking through the Dodgers, and I was just looking at it, and now I'm not. Um, their team ownership was not too high here going up against Miami. People don't like to stack in that ballpark. But you're getting the team ownership under 2% um, for the Dodgers here. Nobody's projected over 5%. Against Yamamoto, who through his first 30 innings had zero home runs allowed. Through his next 24, he had six home runs allowed. So 
we're already starting to see the regression happen for him. I know this is in Miami, but a five implied team total um, run total here for the Dodgers is high in that ballpark. All right, homers. Um, you know, I'll go at uh, David Peralta for my cores home run. Give me Jock Peterson and Reese Hoskins for my other two. By the way, I just pulled up Yabona's stats as well, and he's been lucky not just from a homer perspective. Uh, 10.5% homer in the fly ball rate. That's lucky for sure. Also, a 208 batting average on balls in play. And I'm not sure if V-Train still has the, the screen share up or not, but if you see the Dodger lineup on the old foot IQ, it's all green. Like, everything is green with the exception of uh, Pollock's Woba. Although, as far as ISO, as far as Woba against Yamamoto. And he walks too many guys. He's probably not going to stick around too long as well. And that Marlins bullpen is terrible. Uh, all right, some questions before we step aside and get out of here, uh, knock out as many questions as possible. In the chat, Kevin's loading them up over there from YouTube. If you guys are watching some YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. Uh, rank these players for cash. These three, Jock Jams, Dyson, and Winker. Um, cash, I'd probably go Dyson, Jock, Winker. I know you like the Yankees. Uh, a way to be different, would you stack them with Detroit? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't either. I won't do that. Uh, Met stacks for tournaments. I'll tell you this. We didn't mention Pete Alonzo, but I love Pete Alonzo as a one-off. Sure. Max Freed. Max Freed was a guy that, you know, he's a massive ground ball guy. He wasn't giving up any home runs to start the season. We knew that was going to regress. He's given up a lot more home runs recently. So if you want to play a one or two Mets bats as one-offs, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Like, you just – you have to remember that Max Fried's a, a ground ball guy. He's going to generate soft contact and generate ground balls. Uh, thoughts on Danny Santana. I think the best thing I could say about Danny Santana is that he's facing a chalky Pinotti to some extent. So uh, what's your thoughts as far as Santana? He's fine. I will definitely um, have a head stack with that whole team. So, uh, What is your thoughts as far as fading uh, the cores on Yahoo specifically? I do not know the prices on Yahoo. I did not do Yahoo content today and not playing over there today, so I don't know. What's your take? Do you have a take as far as Yahoo today? I don't play on Yahoo because I live in Florida, but I do do the salary tags and Dustin May's min salary as a pitcher. So You should probably play him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was – you know, I was going through – you know, we talked about lineup HQ, and I was going through um, salary tags today. And there, there were some, there were some really interesting value plays over there. There's not like that site is up and down when it comes to value. So you have to kind of, you know, pick your value where you can pick it. Like Dyson was $11 on Yahoo. That's cheap for being in cores. That's an open ballpark. Like he has multiple hit upside with double, triple stolen base upside. So there's that, um, you know, Jock Peterson was $11 over there. So I don't mind him, you know, just a couple guys that you can look at to, you know, get some money. Like, May is going to be really chalky on Yahoo today. Yeah, and on FanDuel. Uh, and also on DK and fans draft us to a lesser extent. Uh, favorite stack for the late slate? I'm not really sure what's on the late slate, but we didn't really talk about the Angels. Like Mike Trout, Otani, like them. You talked about Calhoun. Uh, I mean, Trout just is like, you know, if you're just learning about Mike Trout in game like 120, where have you been? Uh, did you have a favorite stack as far as the late slate? I don't know if Coors is on it or not. I have no clue. Yeah, if Coors is not on it, it's just the three-game um, slate. I honestly, like, uh, the Angels are probably going to be the chalk. Um, I would not mind maybe looking at an Oakland stack against Bumgarner just to be different. Um, Bumgarner would probably be a pretty popular pitcher on that three-game slate. So, I don't hate that. Or the Padres against McKay. They have so much power against lefties. So, you know, you're looking for maybe two or three home runs 
you know, I don't think there's going to be a ton of home runs in those three games. So if Coors not on it, look at those three games, those, those two teams, maybe for power. Yeah. McKay could definitely get up a home or he might also get like six or seven K's. Yeah. It's not a terrible idea to play McKay and a Padre or two. I don't think uh, if your pool is so uh, small to pick from a judge or a Kino. <laughs> judge. Yeah. That's wrong. I get it. I, I get the love for the kid. He's not, he's crushing the ball, but we talked about judge earlier. Uh, Big T says the Ray, uh, the Reds are not the play today, and that's his team for what it's worth. So they're asking about the right a lot. Uh, I don't think Joe Ross is good. I'm okay with the Reds. I don't. I mean, I'm not forcing them, but I think they're fine. They're in the mix. Uh, Jim, a jack and a bag pick. Who's going to bang one and swipe one? Um, these are always the toughest ones off off the top of my head. Um, what about Rojas? Sure. Um, no, give me Charlie Blackman. Yeah, he's pretty I don't even know how many stolen bases Blackman has this year. Is Gallon a good GPP play? I don't think so. I like Gallon, but I don't think so. Not something that I'd do today. Um, there, there's a bunch of options today. Gallon on the slate yesterday, I probably would have played him. Favorite shortstop on DK for cash? That's got to be that's gotta be Torres, right? For cash? Um, I have Torres at second base, and I have Singura at shortstop. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you should have Torres somewhere uh, if, you're, if you're playing cash. Uh, of course, you can pivot it off him in tournaments. but And I like that Segura price, too, as well. Uh, let's see. They're asking about Ian Happ. Any interest in Ian Happ today? Um, I don't really love Vargas, so I, I don't hate the idea of playing some of these bats against him. Um, Castellanos, Bryant, Baez would be my preferred bats there. This is oh. a way different ballpark for Vargas. Like, he's going to give up some more home runs in this ballpark instead of New York, like – I don't think he's still not a guy that typically gets blown up. Um, he's a veteran. He knows how to get around guys. But those would be the guys that I think i target there. Let's end on this one. Uh, what about Goldie? And even just St. Louis in general, I think we kind of ignore him. We talked about Fowler, who's perfectly fine. Reasonable price for leading off their well position for five ABs. Uh, I don't mind Matt Carpenter, which is something I haven't said in a long time versus Sparkman. Uh, specifically, Gold, uh, Goldie and the Cardinals in general. Dean, I mentioned Goldie when we are at first base. Well, that's um, what I wasn't, I, I wasn't listening. I, I, I know. Like, you're, you're looking at baseball cards. What are you doing? <laughs> um, Goldie's been hot. He's facing Sparkman. All, you know, St. Louis is certainly a team that uh, very much in play. So, yeah. I was looking at the winners. I got, the, I got all the winners in here. And they all, actually, you know what? 20 years ago, it ended. It's from 1950 to 2000. All right. Uh, Stevie, give me, uh, give me something strong. Finish strong here. Maybe something we haven't necessarily focused on or a point you want to reiterate before we step aside and make way for crunch time with Tuttle and Roth. Um, I don't really have any strong points today. I, I guess I'll end on, I, I do think the Dodgers are a stack that could break the slate, but do not forget about the Yankees just because Core is on the slate. I'm playing the Dodgers for sure. Got to pick on Yamamoto. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holler.